You're listening to Bad Plants, a weekly Dungeons & Dragons show. We are live on Twitch every Wednesday at 9pm Central. Find out more at WeMakeBadPlants.com. Enjoy the show. After spending a few weeks in Portsmouth, resting, recuperating, and getting to know the town, you received a message from Mortimer Gastmere, the wagon man who somehow put Vinadil's ghostly spirit into the body of a warforged. You'd been waiting for him to come back with more answers, but instead, you received a letter. It was brought to you by another wagon man by the name of Jeep, an associate of Mortimer's, who also brought with him a mechanical trinket that he gave to Thorkum. You immediately recognized it, Thorkum, as a small piece of the power core of Thirteen, your old guardian. Mortimer's letter, uh, it, w- it was intriguing. It, it read that he'd found something, but that he couldn't get back to Portsmouth just yet. Instead, he asked that you all come to him in the ruins of Stillgate. At one point in time, it was a large, densely populated city, but now Stillgate was nothing more than a ruin, a shadow. As the tales tell, it was one of the worst hit by the plague. Rumors of the place, even back in Great Haven, tell of no one escaping, not a single soul. It's now known as a no-man's land. The wagon men avoid it, the perch, the rangers, the hobgoblin tribes in the north, they all tell the same story. Stillgate brings death, and nobody who ventures there ever returns. So, naturally, that's where you're headed. The week or so of travel to get here from Portsmouth was largely calm, except for about halfway here, you came upon a strange device in the forest. A small metallic cylinder that, as you approached, began to hum and vibrate, getting louder by the minute, and sending thunderous, rhythmic pulses through the ground for a mile in every direction. It didn't take long before you heard them. The hideous, massive, innumerable horde of undead was being drawn to the sound as if lured by it. They found you. You ran, as one does from a horde, and as you did, the rainy weather turned worse as the skies opened up and thunder pounded in the sky. The ravine you'd fled into began to flood. In mere seconds, an insanely powerful wall of water was upon you, and the party was swept away by the absolute force of the flash flood. You fought it as best you could, utilizing your skills and magic to stay above the water, but not without taking serious damage from the debris and the chaos. When the waters finally receded, you'd escaped the horde, but many of the undead had been washed down the stream with you. You fought a fierce battle with a large group of walking corpses and skeletons, and thanks to some epic aerial tactics and a coordinated group effort to put down the largest among them, you were victorious. The rest of your travel was relatively peaceful, You moved unseen through the wilds and were able to reach your destination without issue. You now find yourself standing at the edge of the forest, overlooking a valley pass to the west, wherein lies the corpse-like city of Stillgate. The dead city lay as still as its name. No trees grow anywhere near the red walls. No bird sings, no insect chirps, and nothing moves, except leaning against the outer wall near the large closed wooden gates is a familiar figure small from this distance but you see it clearly the man in black with his large rimmed felt hat waits patiently looking towards the forest's edge so 
What's the plan? Is, <sighs> of course this guy would be here. Is, is he just like <laughs> hanging out there waiting for us all day? How did he know when we'd be there? Is that Mortimer? That's Mortimer, right? It does appear to be Mortimer, though you're still a bit of a distance. Oh boy. Look to everybody else. Uh, Let's do this thing. Game, right? Yeah. You know. So walk forward. I'll be behind y'all. Okay. (laughs) Can I look at like as we're approaching Stillgate, where he might be staying, where he came from? Yeah, make a perception check, Jesse. Five. Uh, you don't yes. really see anything. It's just, huh. it's sort of, so you're kind of at the edge <laughs> That's of this. That's Mortimer. You're at the edge of this forest, and there's a city down there in this valley. And then between the edge of the forest and the city, there is uh, nothing. It's like just barren. It's like everything's died or just gone. It's very odd. Uh, and Mortimer's just kind of standing there. There's nothing around him at all. There's no wagon. There's no horse. There's nothing. He's just standing outside a closed gate. Like like how far away is he? Uh, at this point, probably half a mile. You're kind of looking off in the distance. He, uh, he, so he's far enough where you couldn't like talk to him from here or anything like that. But uh, he's a pretty distinct looking guy. Is that can... is that more than 120 feet? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> how, how close is he to the gate? He's uh, he's to uh, he's to the left side of the gate, maybe just a, a few feet, maybe four or five feet on the side, just kind of leaning against the the reddish walls. Okay. The gate um, is closed. The gate is closed. Seems your friend has some wits about him. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why do you say that? He's smart enough not to go into steel gate. Well, the gates are closed. Well, not yet, at least. Yeah, I mean, it still doesn't seem like a safe place to be hanging out. Yeah. Um, man. Also, you made this abomination. No, it's okay. We've got, (laughs) we've got to talk. Like the getting chased by those things. Like, I know it's been a while. I've been processing, like, thinking about things, not this body processing, and. Like you guys need to know something. Like I, I mean, obviously I, I died. Something happened, and I went to a place where, like I, I, I knew I was like supposed to like go go on, right? Like my time was done, and whatever it is we become, when we're not bodies anymore, I was that thing, spirits, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I couldn't go on i don't know what it was it was like some lady everything was weird there everything was different it was so big but small every but it's like a lady holding her hand blocking the pathway and and as like my spirit went and then like was pushed back down and i get it jesse like i get why probably more than i ever have i get why you hate these undead but i want to tell you they're more than just undead they're not just husks, I don't think anyway, because there was a time when I got shoved back into this world that I was terrified I might come out as one of them because those husks, I don't think they're just bodies. 
I think there's some kind of like twisted soul that's been shoved back beyond death into these corpses. Because I came back, Jesse, but not into my body, but just into the air. And I've seen just one or two other people that seem to have had the same fate. So I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not one of those things. I could have been, but something happened that kept me from getting shoved back in, from twisting my soul into whatever that is. I, I'm okay. still me inside of here, but like- You saw a lady? I did, a maybe, an elf. <clears throat> I. Cause It I've... was huge and- uh-huh. Yeah, but like I I don't know, it's like she was keeping my soul. I don't know, all the souls? I don't know. I and this is actually a point where I was gonna ask the uh DM is I think about that. Did I see any other souls there or was it just me, the lady and the okay, just me, the lady and the oh, okay. I don't know who else, but at least me. She wouldn't let me through. Like the way was blocked. And, and I couldn't get through it. That's so, so weird because I had a, a, you know, when I try to talk to the tree, mm. Savalet. You try to talk to a tree? Yeah. Okay. So there's this giant tree, this giant banyan tree, and I'm actually like in charge of it now. So I have this title to take care of it. And its name is Savalet. Um, I tried talking to it because. The tree's got I'm a name. A, I'm a, Yeah. It, really old tree. It's really old. Also, Probably it's a like a story for another trip. But, it, you know. it came from a god, but like there, there's this whole backstory. It's one of my closest and friends. Right. Jesse yeah. talked to the tree too, but when I talked mm -hmm. to the tree, I saw visions. I actually wrote down the story in Jesse's journal if you want to see like the full details of it later. But uh, there was there was also Would you a like woman. To give me your journal. To have a quick, <laughs> have a quick peruse. Jesse's like, uh. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, thank you. So you've, you've you've been talking to trees. Mm -hmm. here, here we'll look at uh, <clears throat> here we'll look at Thorcum, and uh, and and kind of side eye to Vinadil. And do you think we need to change his oil? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> is, is that what Thorcum's gonna respond with? Yeah, yeah. that's like, exactly how just Thorcum like a responds. Laugh. <laughs> At some point when Vinadel was recounting his story, I was taking notes, but I also cast protection from evil. And good <laughs> but Vin, it was it was Alara. My vision had Alara in it, and she was blocking the way and and, and said, Wait, how you do must... you know it was Alara? I think, that's what, I think that's what it was described to me. I could be getting it wrong. Maybe I'll just say it. The woman in the vision said, you must not open the way. There was a silhouette. Both a silhouette. You, okay, so I don't both know. Both of you saw a similar thing. It was, it was because the, the, light, the light was just immeasurably bright behind mm. this, this gate or through this gate, this circular sort of... Uh, Almost like a stargate type of type of uh, structure, and in the middle of it, kind of standing like like this, was a was the silhouette of what looked to be uh, an elven, or or perhaps half elven uh, female, uh, basically blocking that way. You did have Alara in your vision as a, as a separate part of it, but okay. uh, but you would you would have known that that wasn't Alara actually blocking the gate. 
Okay. So the way that Vin describes it, are we like connecting that we saw the same thing or is it that we did not see the same? It sounds, no, he's describing exactly what you saw. Okay. Does it also sound like what I saw when I talked to the tree? It's exactly what you saw. That's what it, so, that's exactly what I oh saw. Oh my ghost. gosh, man! I should have talked to the tree. I, <laughs> well, I it was like plan. I walked into the tree, all around the tree. I saw where Alara was buried inside of the tree. I couldn't talk to the tree or interact with it. I couldn't do anything until Mortimer put me in this body. I get it's weird. Wait, is but, Alara in the tree like you're in this robot? No, Alara. Alara was just a dead corpse. So like, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not. My body is still in the, I'm pointing to the bag now. My body is still there. Tell me something that only Finn would know. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, mirror, know it? <laughs> the mirror foretold my death. Mm -hmm. Totally did. How would I know that um... as Ghost Finn? Any other and... inanimate objects that you guys have been having conversations? We we do. <laughs> they we talk, do talk the to weirdest things. Like a lot. Just like mushrooms and blades of grass, and, Ooh, you know, plant oh, things. One weed, also a one tree weed. named Treel, which I thought was. Oh, I and forgot it, about Treel. But you're eating the mushrooms first. Is that how? It... Oh, I still yes, have my mushroom. It, it did extra mushroom. The eating of a mushroom. Oh, eating the mushrooms and which okay. So and then we're talking to trees. Is that yes, it's, it's been okay. about a month now, kids. I don't think you have the mushroom anymore. <laughs> I have the mushroom. It's magic, okay? It's, it's now lots of mushrooms. It's a little so more dried out, but you still got it. <laughs> we've been walking this we whole time. Them. Extra but, potent. Up to Mortimer. I would yeah. Now we're I'm, just huddled out of earshot. No, I've been walking. I've been walking up to Mortimer this whole time, but explaining this while we walk. Nobody else found he's talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, I just poured out all my life to everybody, and it's like, <sighs> wait, guys. <laughs> all right, so you, yep. so 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 you think that that all these undead and skeletons and things are people who? Oh, I mean, obviously they're people who died, but like their souls are still in them. I don't think it's a real soul, but it might be some form of soul. But then, when you some kill the twist, when you kill I the undead, what happens to this? Does it go back? I do don't. That's what's then, really then messing with my head. Go. Do we? Wait, need can to you talk to the undead? Every can you like communicate with them? <laughs> Since only, you are also dead. Only the good ones, like me. I can only communicate with the other good, mostly living ones, like myself. You're, you're not Absolutely. like undead. You're just so there's dead. gradients of deadness, is what I'm. I hearing. am. It's spectrum. Yes, it is. It, I am alternatively alive, right? So that I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wow. even call it death. It's uh, it's it's a a different form of life, sure, but it's hmm. it's not dead. Oh, is We've it the third way? Dead. It's the third. Oh my. Uh, Guys. Yes. As it dawns on me, yes. His eyes go real red out. all of a sudden, yes. start to glow. The third way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but so Ren, Sparrow's sister, is still in the city. I saw her. I, I didn't see a lot of other people. Yeah, though, you right, said Jay? that. Like, it's you not like you didn't see anybody happened. else. No, right, just, so just Ren. Hmm. But every time someone dies, I'm looking to see if they come back good <clears throat> or not. 
And if they don't, I'm with you guys. We got to burn the body. Velris said, that's mm. messed up my head, too. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know what so happens to So nobody we've souls. killed has, uh, has come back, back up. No. up. No one You're has telling turned... me that the property we own has been haunted for like yeah. years? It has been lived in by someone who is also alternatively alive in this <laughs> other form. Yeah, you she said is... she's been dead for like 13, 13 almost a decade well, or the, over a the decade? Fire, the fire in Thorcum's room, that's where it came from. She oh, died in that fire. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly ignoring the conversation <laughs> and walking forward. Jay, do I do I remember anything about the city? Um, you, so you, I don't know Was that it... you've ever actually been in the city. Okay, you, you know of it, and you've traveled nearby, but you you probably wouldn't have actually been here. Uh, yeah, does that answer your question? Kind of. Okay. Uh, Kira will keep pace with Thorcum. I'm just Hi. going to look for uh, alternative ways in. Other than where Mortimer is standing. Third way? This is, yeah, this is an old episode. <sighs> uh, the second way. Are y'all anyway. cool if I turn into an eagle? Just to also yeah, scope oh, out. Let's, yes. Let's, no. I mean, <laughs> let's. No. Well, maybe Jesse's we hold just thing. for a second. Because you can't talk to us when you're an eagle. And yeah, that's why I, I was no, holding out. I, I don't know how it. close we are. But I, I want to turn you. into an eagle the closer we point. get. I'll yeah. understand. Okay. I Squawk it. once for yes, twice for no. Okay. Not, so I not can really only say a, yes or no. <laughs> not really another gate. Is, is there any broken sections of the wall? Anything that I can see? Not only are the walls not broken, but they're immaculate. Nothing is even close to damaged, uh, which is a, a strange sort of juxtaposition against the dead everything around the walls. There's no grass growing. There's no trees. There's no insects. There's practically nothing. And the closer you get, even it's almost as if the wind itself has started to to die down and, and, and you, there's just this odd sort of stillness to it, uh, appropriate with the name. You've also noticed that there was once a pretty significant road that led up to these main gates and you can tell it hasn't been traveled n near at all, pr probably in decades, if not longer. Uh, it's overgrown and you can kind of see where it used to be and you can see the remnants of, of the stone and everything. It's not damaged or anything, it just hasn't seen any use whatsoever you see the weather has sort of slowly eroded it a bit and, and blown, blown things around but uh, there's no other gates for sure the city itself is nestled in between these 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 hills these sort of small smallish mountains and you can tell and you can see this from back where you started there's basically this this sort of mountain pass that the city uh, is sitting in and the road uh, just from your general geographical knowledge of, of the continent, uh, is basically the this city is sort of the pathway to the southern region of the continent. So you could sort of just hike over the mountains if, if you wanted to, but going through this city and taking the main road kind of out the other side is how you would get, uh, get south, basically. And a lot of people used to use it for that purpose, though they don't anymore. They go around for miles and miles and uh, Jay, was Reikonen's, was Reikonen's house also, like, preserved in some sense? On the inside it was. The outside okay. was... So it's a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different feeling. It's it's very odd. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rissa, can't you see through Ziggy now? Yeah, he can go check it out. Because, Kins, I'm assuming you want to 
look inside the city over mm -hmm. the wall that's why mm -hmm. you want to eagle mm -hmm. my only fear is that something sees you and mm -hmm. does something to you if they do something to the cat we can just bring it back right? yeah no one cares about him also so. making me are y'all whispering oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I know I was. I'm not sure if Gorka was. First, first of all, let's not kill Ziggy. It kind of hurts him. I think. Does it hurt, Zig? Does it hurt when I die? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, right yeah. Now? <laughs> I don't know. Ask your robot friend. Eh? Wait, does Ziggy have nine lives? Oh. You died too. You've died. Have I died? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, you haven't. No, I have not, and I would prefer not let's, to. Yeah. Live. Let's not. Let's not kill Ziggy. All right, good. So but, I had protection from evil and good ready, but <laughs> No, if if you didn't want to fly over the city, there's no reason why I couldn't ride your back and shoot at anything that we could Ooh, Yes. How close protection. are you guys now to the to the walls? Like five hundred feet or so. I mean we're Yeah, it feels we've like we've been I've walking the whole time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so as you've approached and there's it's not like there's any trees or anything, uh Mortimer uh has stepped away from the wall and has just sort of turned about ninety degrees and kind of like nodded in your direction and is just sort of standing casually with his hands behind his back, just, just waiting for you. Uh, I know that I don't have the like disarm traps. What did we merge that into? Uh, that would, um, to, to literally disarm traps or to just well, find... I, I had like a I had like a trap detection slash just I don't know what we, we dumped that into some <laughs> skill that I'm, I'm that would normally be investigate. Like, what are you looking for? I'm trying to see if he looks like he's under some kind of duress. Sure, that would uh, make a perception check, and everybody else can too, as as you guys are. Yes. All right. <clears throat> did you already eagle, kids? Oh no, no! Oh, I did not eagle. Darn it! But I got oh. twenty-two. Natural one. Do I get my bonus if I do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you can go ahead and Natural. put that bonus away for that one. Okay. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> I got a twelve. Uh, yeah, he does not seem, you know, looking around, he's just standing there casually. It's a little odd because there's no one else around and the gate's closed and there is kind of this feeling of like, how how did he get here, that type of thing. But it's there's nothing alarming about the situation. None of you are sensing any, other than the general weirdness of, of the whole situation. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty normal. As you guys approach, uh, Mortimer... He, he kind of steps forward and uh, takes off his hat and he says, I've been expecting you. Welcome. I trust your travel here was not too difficult, though traveling through the wilds these days, um, I know how that goes. I appreciate that you made it here so quickly. You must have left right away. Yeah, let me stop you right there. First of all, hi, how are you? Secondly, how dare you? What is this? I point to Vin. Oh, <laughs> right. We have not had a moment to talk about that. I, Vinadil, how you doing? Are you enjoying your new, uh, your new circumstance? Or I, I assume it's better than, well, being dead. But you tell me. I mean, kind of. Except everyone still thinks I'm dead, because this isn't my body. Well. Technically, you are still dead, if we want to get into technicalities. But Protection from evil. Alternatively <laughs> alive. We got to change the terms Alternatively here. alive. There you go. I, li I like your approach to uh, 
situations like this. The cup is half full, sir. I agree with that. Now, technically, you are still dead. And part of why I have asked you to come here is to help you rectify that situation. But it's not going to be as easy as I, as I hoped. That's why I figured in the meantime, giving you at least somebody you could use would be a, a, a net benefit. It seems like you're moving around just fine. Took a little while, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's fine. Well, how's everyone else doing? Oh, uh, I do not believe we have been acquainted. And uh, he walks towards you, Kira. He takes a, a small bow, takes his hat off. He says, Mortimer Gastmere, at your service. Mortimer, my name's Kira. I've actually seen you from a distance. You've seen me from a distance. Certainly have. Well, I hope I'm conversing with uh, another wagon man who I... Jeep. 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 Did Jeep you make it Jeep? to you? I mean, surely he did because you are here, but uh, <laughs> I do worry about that man sometimes. Did he make it all right? Anything happen? I'll take out the the bit of the core from 13. And ah. how did you come by this? Now that is a good story. One that I'm sure you're going to really enjoy, Thorcum. But this is <sighs> not the right place to have that conversation. In fact, perhaps the small talk is... Uh, needs to come to a close and he looks up and the sun has started to set you know just uh, you're sort of closer to the mountains now so the uh you know the sun has just started to dip behind the hills and it's starting to get a little golden in the air and he says to you i'm sure it has not escaped your attention that this is very much not a ruined city do you know anything about steelgate just the stories and I've seen it from a distance, been in the area. It is a surprise. I take it you've been here before. You could say that. The thing you need to know. those walls, but death and sickness. That is not untrue, but there's more to it than that. The rumors about Steelgate are true, but not in the way you'd expect. There is something different about this place I will explain more when we get inside but there's something you need to know you're going to see some things you might be a bit disturbed by what you see you're going to see the dead you're going to see the people of this city they do not move they are frozen in some sort of stasis or, or uh, they're held in place and the vast majority of the time, they do not move. They stay perfectly still, as if frozen in a day in the life when they all died. The thing is, they don't always stay that way. It's very, very, very important that you follow me closely, do not become distracted, and absolutely under no circumstance are you to touch anything or interact with anyone. Do you understand? Wait, wait, wait. We're going through a city full of frozen dead people who might come alive if we get too close or look at them strange? There's a very good chance that when that sun dips below that horizon that that is going to happen and that is why I suggest we 
Move, move, people move. Yeah. move. move. Go, move. Okay, <laughs> you say not to get distracted. Is there something that would cause us to be distracted? Like, is there a pull on your mind? Do we need to tie each other with a rope or something? He looks at or Jeshi. Do we just need to stay focused? And he looks at Jeshi and he says, I need to know that you're going to be able to contain yourself. I know your mind, son. It's not up to you. Lead on. I'm going to look over at Thorkum and like point to 14, like have him ready in case Jesse goes crazy. Are you saying this to me? I, I'm i going to whisper it to you. Yeah. Jesse's stronger than the robot. You know that, right? Yeah, but the thing you did with my body, you made it little. I'm not going to stuff Jesse in a bag. He died. No, I don't know. Just make him little enough. Jesse is alive, okay? Grab him. Grab him. If things go crazy, I'm just saying. Oh, you can't gosh. have Jesse trying to smash everything in the streets. As you walk um, back towards the... Oh, go ahead, Kira. I'm just... As, as you're talking about this journey, if we're if, assuming we're making a motion towards the gate... Uh, Kier will pull up the hood on the cloak of Elvenkind. Okay. Good. I'll also, briefly do ask Mortimer, um, do we need to be quiet? The people, and he hesitates on that word, uh, the ones we're going to see in the city, they are in some sort of dream-like state. When they wake up, they expect things to be the way they were. I don't think they understand what has happened to them. And as long as we do not disturb that dream, then we can pass unnoticed. The more we do to draw attention to ourselves or to interrupt the dream, the more dangerous it becomes. Do I believe him? Make an insight check. Five. <laughs> you don't really have a reason not to that you can think of. I'm going to hold my shield and uh, use it to cast Pass Without a Trace on us. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go in, why do we need to go through here? Because the answers you seek are beyond this gate. Inside check that. Okay. Uh, 20... Oh, that's not good. Eight. Eight. Hi. Yeah. It's almost uh, so good. It was almost so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, no no, obvious deception or anything like that. He seems to be, he actually seems a little nervous, uh, particularly at Jeshi's response. Um, he, he seems to be very, like he's taking this very seriously. And the the handful of interactions you've had with him have been a little bit not so much. So, yeah. Okay. This is it why should we came. also be clear that I'm probably taking it the most seriously of our people as well. Yeah. Uh, I will match your caution in that I'm not rushing headfirst into this place. My experience with this has been based on stories, but vibes. I've been around it and I avoided it. To meet up I'll, be, I'll be right behind Mortimer. But I know what's out here at night. So, yeah, it, it's sure. got to be better. 
if we got Kins a spell and I don't have reason to not believe him, I'm ready to move. Let's go. Uh, <clears throat> does, does my deception cloak matter to the dead? Uh, yeah, in some cases. It's like a visual sort of thing. It, it can it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like an active camo that's not in a real camo. It's basically I would yeah. look like I belonged wherever I'm wherever I am. Yeah, if you were trying to blend in or hide from things literally seeing you with their eyes, then mm -hmm. yeah, it, it helps no matter what it is. Should we put zombie makeup on you? <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. I think you should all do that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so Let me get my wake makeup up bag like, out. It's a, that thing where they're like, "Does everything look like how I thought it?" and I'm just like and we're just posing. <laughs> As you all walk kind of towards the gate and you're finishing up this part of the conversation, you notice that within the large, uh, very big um, wooden gates, there's a small door kind of built into the, the larger gate itself. Uh, that's typically used for, for guards moving in and out when the larger gates are, um, are closed. And Mortimer is approaching that. Uh, and before he gets to it, he, he turns around one more time and he says, there is one more thing. If and we get unlucky and someone is disturbed, it is important that you play along. Remember, we're part of the dream. We belong here. We're not outsiders. We're we're just part of part of Stillgate. We live and work here, whatever it has to be. Do you understand? we don't understand yes we'll do our best this is crazy but let's go quickly the ornate wood and iron gates loom above you like a stern governess who scolds you for arriving disheveled for dinner in spite of their imposing countenance mortimer swings the inner door inwards soundlessly come inside but be wary it is still daytime and the city tends to sleep when the sun is in the sky, but there is no true pattern. Follow me closely and try not to disturb anyone or anything. With that, he sweeps through the gatehouse and out into the sun-dappled streets of Stillgate. As you follow, some of you intrigued, some of you reluctant, you step into the strangest scene to befall you yet. The houses that line the streets are dour and severe, painted in dark crimsons and muted silvers. The architecture is gothic, sharp, and intimidating. It stands in such contrast to the mundane fishing huts of Portsmouth or the utilitarian stone of Great Haven that it feels ostentatious and rich in a way you're unaccustomed to. Mortimer continues briskly, arms folded behind his back as he strides down the dark brick streets. At every corner, on every street, on benches, and pulling carts, and in all the poses and positions of life in the city, are the dead. They stand motionless and rigid, perfectly silent, perfectly still. It's as if they were frozen in place and forgotten, as if you were seeing just a moment in time, a slice in the life of the city, a sliver of itself. How's everybody feeling right now as you're walking through this place? Odd. Uh, Kira will be odd, in, in not in, in, a, in necessarily a, a terrified way, but in a 
this is real. She's taking it in, and this is a very new thing. Pins is anxious, uh, almost like I'm wanting to hold my breath as we're walking through, because um, I'm like trying to keep it together, knowing that we're not to disturb anything. <clears throat> Thoros is just sad for them. Sad that they, they're stuck in this seemingly eternal loop, and they can't leave. Thorka really rolling the piece of 13 in his hands, kind of staring at nothing. I'm Jackie. fighting not to uh, have my sword and dagger in my hands. Like, my hands just keep reaching for them to, like, be ready to super high alert, expecting something to attack us. Jeff, she feels uh, determined, disciplined. I have a question. There, there is it. So all the people are frozen in time and dead. Is any of the environment alive? There are there real fruits or are there animals or is there anything that would indicate actual life? Make a perception check. If only you put points into perception. <laughs> 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 Jay, what oh, should man. I do with my character? <laughs> Definitely not for perception. Seventeen. That's, see, that was great. Seventeen. Yeah. That's a high, that's a good number. Didn't okay. need any points. You're fine. Imagine if it was a twenty-five. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you look around, and it's it's uh. The city is decaying. Yet, the the environment itself seems almost partially frozen in time. In fact, when you look at the people, they are obviously undead. They have this sort of unsaturated, palish kind of skin. Their eyes are are whited over, and you can see that in some cases, you know, certain bodies have been uh, been decaying. But not as much as you would expect. I mean, this happened a hundred years ago. And you guys run into undead all the time. These are not the same. These are these bodies have been preserved. As if time and the decay of time has slowed down in this space. In fact, as you're as you're walking through this place, there is this stillness to everything and a mist that sort of uh, just covers. Uh, there's no fruits. There's no plant life. Everything is very stale and dry and uh, and and dead, yet frozen. Did, did we read any of those books, Thorkum? Did you read any of those books that we pulled from Raikkonen's uh, shelves? Did he talk at all about this type, anything like this, like the stoppage of time? I mean, he was researching so many crazy things. I'll, I'll kind of look over my shoulder, Vinny. He's like, I don't think the time to talk is now, Vinny. Okay. As I look around and just keep kind of head down, moving forward. Mortimer, can they hear us? <clears throat> and he looks back and he just shoots you kind of a death glare. And he continues to walk. Belarissa, what are you doing right now? What's Ziggy doing right now? Um, I'm going to have Ziggy turn invisible. 
and just hang out with us uh, for now. But um, maybe may fly a little high, just kind of a aerial view, but not stay close. Okay. So he uh, just kind of evaporates into invisibility, and you you hear slash feel like a puff of the wings as the air kind of blows your hair a bit as he as he flies off your shoulder. You continue to walk, and Mortimer is walking briskly. He seems to be taking almost seemingly random paths. Like at one point you veer off the main road, down an alley, go down another road, and then back onto the main road seemingly for no reason at all. The pathway he's taking just seems very odd, yet he's walking uh, determinately. You know, he, he clearly has purpose to, to what he's doing. Uh, as, as we're going, Jay, mm-hmm. if we get within, how close are we to like one of these figures really close like this is imagine okay. a busy street and you're you're almost weaving in and out of people so i'll for way. sure uh do divine sense okay which will help me sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead i'm trying to confirm that these are undead okay um I want to look up something real fast, so give me 30 seconds Great. if you guys want to talk about maybe what else is going on. Can we pretend we're off the main street still in one of those back alleys? Sure. <laughs> Do you think there's something keeping them alive? In a weird, what do you call it, Vinadil? Halfway in between alternate Alt- and different Alt- 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 Alternative Alt- life. life. I think they're all alive, but stuck. Mm. I don't see their spirits. I know that sounds weird, but not like I did with Rin. They're still bodies. But yeah, everything they feels... Gray dead. In the face. Yeah. They definitely look dead. Uh, well, I guess, do they look like statues? You know how, like, a preserved, like, stone? Gray. Or is it, like, flesh? I mean, they're gray, but, like, are they wrinkled? They look like regular people. They look like regular people. Yeah. I'm imagining wax museum. What yeah. about eyes? Are their eyes open? The eyes are open. Most of the eyes are glazed over with this sort of milky. Okay. Way. Do any of them Scooby Doo me? <laughs> Make a perception exactly. check. Because <laughs> I'm concerned about being Scooby Dooed. Eight. Eight. No, you don't see any Scooby Doo. All right, I Scooby Doo one of them. Okay. Uh, as you do that, you cast Divine Sense, uh, or yeah. use Divine Sense, I should say. It's not a spell. It's just a, an ability no. that you have where you, yeah. you sort of open up your senses to this, you know, extraneous information, and it's overwhelming, Jeshi. You almost, you literally almost fall over. Like, it, it's like you get this, you get lightheaded for a second as you've never experienced something like this. I mean, thousands, th- like an entire city, tens of thousands. It's hard to tell. I mean, you can't even count. Uh, there you're in the middle of literally innumerable undead none of them are moving and your your instincts that they're on fire you know every every ounce of you is telling you to get out of this situation and to get clear of this danger uh, as mortimer leads you deeper into the middle of it yeah all of jeshi's neck muscles are taut completely tensed Vinadil, but he it. is laser focused. Then make a dexterity check. 
Just a check, not a save. Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, Does you... the pass without a trace help with that, or is it just stealth check? It's just stealth. Yeah, stealth oh, check. Uh, no. Which does help, actually. I mean, you guys have been pass without trace is a spell that casts. It almost like muffles everything. So your whispering, mm-hmm. your the, your footfalls, everything you're doing is is a little bit muted which uh and we're not leaving tracks that's we're not leaving tracks yeah yeah vin uh as you're walking through the rough cobblestone streets of one of the back alleys your metallic foot catches on one of the raised stones and you stumble and you instinctively reach out and you you grab a wall to not fall over and it's just this bang this loud kind of sound uh, and Mortimer freezes, and he turns back. What's everyone else doing? Uh, Kira will at the, uh, Kira, I assume, is walking at the back of all of these guys because that's I positioned myself that way. I will uh, stop moving, put up, and kind of. Do a bit of a statue maneuver myself. Fold my hands in front of me and look down a little bit just to kind of ensure the blend is happening. I'm, I'm going to look through Ziggy Vision to see if any of them start moving. Uh, great. Quick make, scan. Make a perception check, Belarus. Okay. I'm going to do the same with... Thorkin Vision. You know, I always assumed Thorkin it was Vision. the ghost part of Ghost Robot Vin that would 18. screw us. It's the robot. <laughs> it's the robot. 18. Okay. Thorkin. 21. 21. So you guys are, uh, Vinadil's kind of behind um, towards the back of the group, and, and a lot of you have come out onto one of the main thoroughfares, and you just hear this sound behind you, and you all instinctively kind of look around, and uh, Mortimer has this, uh, this is a look on his face like, Oh boy. Uh, and sure enough, you see what looks like a, would have been a young woman, maybe early 20s. Uh, she's carrying a basket that whatever was once in this basket is long decayed. Uh, but she... Starts to walk out. And as she starts to walk out, probably in about a 15-foot radius. The other townspeople who are around, uh, there's a shopkeeper who looks like he was in the middle of adjusting uh, the awning above his stall, starts to move, and all around you, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, all the heads slowly start to turn in your direction, and they all start scooby-doing towards you. (laughs) And I'm gonna move into like a 14 types type walk, and whoever's closest to me, I'm gonna go like behind them and to the left, as if I'm kind of healing behind that human. Okay. Mortimer just suddenly... whisper under my breath, like yep. act normal. <laughs> uh, Mortimer immediately steps forward up towards this woman and he says 
Ma'am, I am so sorry for what has just happened. I was walking through the streets. I live just a few houses down, and I was bringing my son to his school this morning, and uh, I seem to have tripped and fallen. I am so sorry to have disturbed you. Isn't that right, everybody who's with me? Weren't you just... Tell them how you belong here. Yeah, we were we were shopping, and the... I mean, a noise, but I think it's okay. Like... I don't think he meant anything by it. Uh, Belarissa, as you step forward and, and, and begin speaking, I need you to make either a deception or a performance check. Your choice. Ooh, I can do that. Uh, deception. Kins, as Belarissa is speaking, 25. Uh, someone is coming up toward, towards you behind you. 25? Uh, great, okay, yeah. That's I a... believe her. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time to shine. Uh, so, what I'm what I'm kind of imagining is um, each of you are going to have to do a little something something here. So you can think about what that is. So, Kins, behind you, uh, there's a a taller man. He looks from from, from his uh, garb and just general demeanor. It looks like maybe he was a city guard or a watchman of some kind. Uh, he holds an an old broken spear. And he just sort of walks, and the, the lifeless eyes kind of stare down at you. And Hello, sir. Excuse me. Sorry. And I, I kind of walk, try to walk past him. Mortimer rushes up. <clears throat> she, is, uh, she is from a few streets down. And I have been showing her uh, the town. You have such a beautiful town here, and it looks like you have guarded it so well, sir. I really appreciate the hard work you do. Isn't that right, Kins? Tell him, tell him how much you appreciate the job he does. Oh, it a great job. I definitely appreciate. You know, you got to keep everyone safe. Very wonderful. Thank you, sir. All right, make your check. Deception okay. or performance. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I mean, it doesn't matter. The same. This is a modifier each way. Twelve. Okay. Um, Thorcum, a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna since Mortimer did sing. As soon as I realize you're gonna have to talk to these people, I cast invisibility on myself. Okay. Great. <laughs> that yeah, that'll do it. So you look at Thorcum, just just disappears, and uh, Mortimer goes. <laughs> on uh, your own. Kira. Uh, you're to- you're kind of towards the back of the group, kind of observing this, and uh, you suddenly feel a hand on your shoulder, and you instinctively look over, and it's just sort of th- this decrepit, sort of skin-pulled tight, white skin, uh, and, and you, you sort of like flinch and, and immediately s- spin around and look behind you, and there's what looks to be probably a, uh, an elderly woman who's uh, just kind of... The, the, this ice-cold grip on your shoulder just kind of... Just like looking up at you. What do you say? Oh dear me. Madam, I'm so sorry. I've been looking for the smith. You see, I've broken my short sword and I need to have it fixed before I go out into the wilds again. Do you, do you think you could point me in the right direction? Alright, make your check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, as, as you say this,
points off in a direction and turns and starts to walk away. Belrissa similarly, uh, the the woman who was in the in the street in the beginning, has lowered her head and just sort of walks back, uh, kind of across wherever she happened to be headed. Jeshi, what do you got going on? As you're standing there, tense, you're you're starting to get a headache, a tension headache, as you're just, you know, you're you've been tense and, and flexed muscles ever since you entered the city and uh, a group of children uh, who look like they were playing ball in the street they walk up to you and just hello my name is Geshi I was in the wild and my hammer was damaged do you know the direction to a smith <laughs> Kira will very, very obviously roll her eyes beyond all reason. Just, uh, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna let it play out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you guys can can help each other out here, or you can, uh, or Jesse can. You can I, go yeah, ahead I'm, and... I'm gonna go. I'm walk, walk up to him, I'm talk to the kids as well, and be like, "Hello." He... I'm sorry, Jesse. He. he... He hit his head really hard out there and in the process broke his, his weaponry. So he really does need the smith, but I'm the big bonk. All right, Jesse, you have advantage because Belris is helping you out here. So this is a deception check or it's a performance check. It's kind of a... Oh, thank you, man. Do you know the way to the... Oh my god! Oh, would have been a natural one. It's an eleven. No, okay. As okay, as Jesse, as Jesse does this, it was a very I'm going to one. walk behind him, invisible, and I'm going to use flash of genius to give him five on that eleven, and I'm just going to go relax, like very softly. Okay, great. All right, and then uh, Vinadil. You've sort of just recovered. A, you, you almost fell over, and you realize that you've kind of caused this situation, and and um, you've left basically a scuff in the side of the wall uh, as you kind of stand up and you kind of realize what's going on, and and you look down, and right around the corner of the the, the brick corner that you've just sort of accidentally fallen into, there was uh, what looked to, looked to be a. Uh, a guy who you know lives on the streets was was kind of leaning kind of sitting down just leaning against the wall and he begins to stand up and you can see the you know the the, the clothing is sort of scraping across the the brick as he starts to stand up and just slowly looks at you and the face is just completely emotionless but these these creepy sounds these these clicking sounds is it as he as the arm comes up and starts to reach reach towards your face what do you do i'm gonna if i've ever seen 14 make some kind of i'm sorry or apology or go this way madam movement like i'm not saying anything i'm full-on becoming you know Robot Vin here, just like you're going full <laughs> robot. Embrace here. it. Embrace yeah, it. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have this be a performance check. Uh, since uh, Kira will will run up to or not run, I guess sneak. She's good at that. 
up behind Vin, and as this hand is coming up, wait, just just let it happen. <laughs> you can do what you want with that information, but that's that's the advice I've decided to give. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to freeze then and let him touch me. <laughs> this this hand just comes up and your uh your sensor receptors that are you know positioned across your robotic body uh pick up the the scaly kind of clammy hand of this undead as it grips your shoulder, pulls the rest of its body up. Mortimer walks over really quick. <clears throat> Sir, I, I recognize you. You are uh, always here. I see you every morning when I when I go to work, and um, I would like to offer you. Uh, I don't have any on me right now, but tomorrow morning when I when I get some fresh fruit from the stall, I will bring you some breakfast. I, I think you deserve that. You're a, a fine member of this community, ain't that right, Vinadil? Talk. <laughs> I, I will I will I'm, I'm not saying anything like I'm playing robot uh, here so like I will nod <clears> my head big and and like tip a cap kind of a deal. Last um, question is is the undead perceiving Vinadil as a human being or is the touch alerting it to maybe it being an inanimate object? It doesn't seem to care or notice okay. or anything. It's just but Mortimer seems to think that there's a reason to think that the undead is going to perceive Vinadil as a disturbing yeah. and, human. And, in fact, he says, okay. "I also recognize <clears throat> that uh, anything out of place that is not part of your normal uh, routine might be disturbing to you, and that is uh, certainly right. not my intention. I, I live a few streets over. I don't normally come over here, uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and and keep on moving. Let's go, every, everyone. Come on, right now, right now." And he starts. He starts walking. Okay. And uh, everybody within probably like a hundred, two hundred foot radius has started to to shift a little bit, as if it's like fading the further from the center of, of where it began. Uh, as you begin to walk away, is everybody following? Yes. Yes. But like, as if we're shopping. He's in method actor. He starts <laughs> haggling with the, with the undead guy. <laughs> Mortimer's walking like with his hands behind his back. I mean, like that, just like you know, a stroll through the market, casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looking yeah. left, looking right. You know, imagine you Not... singing that musical number from Beauty and the Beast. Bonjour, ça <laughs> 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 I hope you're well. There must be more than this provincial life. That's all they need, people. They just need life. A musical? The <laughs> dead person stands up. I know I will make Vinna do my life. Yes, what we need. <laughs> Maybe that's how he comes back to life. Uh, it sure, took us 13 episodes, but we finally revealed the true nature of our campaign. It's an undead musical. We're, we're finally. It was all. It there was is all, no better. It was a really. It was a really big video. Loosely based on Hamilton, am I right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's enough. Slash there's enough callbacks. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, all the things. Uh, okay. Belrissa, mm -hmm. you hear a voice, but it's not a. It's not in your ears. It's in your mind. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Oh no! Hey, 
Hey, um, hey. hey, listen, I know you got a, I know you got a situation uh, over there, but yeah, listen, uh, there's something that you, and I mean you, really need to see. Um, is there a way you could uh, maybe dip away for a second? I, I understand the danger, but you need, trust me, listen, you and I, we got a thing, you know? That's how I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> we, there, there's a little something here. Listen, I'm, I'm about, hold on, I'm, hold on, let me look where, uh, okay. If you, right beside you, there's a small path mm -hmm. uh, between some of those stalls right there. I need you to, uh, listen, let them go, and I need you to come through the stalls. Just act, just act casual. It's all right. You'll be fine. But you can't bring them. Do you understand me? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not gonna kill me, Ziggy, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. <laughs> Never trust a cat. <laughs> There's no like... response. Uh, does Kira notice her start to try to make moves away from the group? Make a perception check. Or, well, do you do you try to move away from I, the group? Yes, I, I suddenly start to kind of just hang back, let them let them pass. I'm very interested in what's in this stall shopping. Oh. Are you being sneaky or anything, or are you just going for it? Uh, I'm just going for it. Okay. Yeah, Kira, you see she's not even hiding. Not even hiding. Okay. Uh... <sighs> For whatever reason, Kira is going to, if I'm allowed to do this, uh, remove the cloak of Elvenkind and offer it to Belrissa. Unquestioning of what she's doing or what her motives are, seeing that she's breaking away from the group, I'm going to offer you this uh, this garment. I, I love magic cloaks. <laughs> I, Jessie, I promise I'll give it back. Oh no! If Jesse sees, he will instinctively go with her. Because the buddy system, so no, is Kira guys, clutch. It's, it's since fine. since you since this is your item, Kira, <laughs> yeah, you would know this requires attunement, so it wouldn't. Oh, the cloak does require require attunement. Yeah, so yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work on her. So it just yeah. look no. really cool. Okay, she it'll would look pretty cool. cool. It just it's wouldn't a, help her. It'll drip. Alrissa with the drip. Alrissa, no, I can see you trying to move away. Take the drip. <laughs> that is the drip. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, in that case, I mean, then rewind time and uh, forget that I ever did anything like that. I just kind of give you a light Straight nod. Good it. luck. See ya. Have fun. Let's, you know, whatever you're doing. Yeah, just, but Jesse actually does literally instinctively second nature follow her. Are you? Hey. Look, you're going to have to look, though, Jesse. Let's see if you see her. As, I glare at everyone. She said she wasn't stealthing. <laughs> Well, yeah, but she's behind you, so you'd have to be turning around to see her. Like she's, she's at the back behind of the me. I'm like slowly she's... slowing. Oh, I'm dear. slowing down. Okay, then never to let mind. everyone pass. All right. Because so I wouldn't let her I... go either, but I'm assuming I don't. There's, I have no reason to turn around. So. Okay, I feel like I should say that in my mind, I was. I know Akira said she was at the back, but like, I would not let people be behind me. Okay, so mm. let's assume that you were there at the back with close closer to this whole situation, and as yes. Elris is slowing down, I perceive her making a move to leave. This is something that I would do. And as that's happening, I will just, because I don't know you all very well, kind of just tap Jeshi on the shoulder and give a little head nod of like, shrug, she looks like she's about to dip. I follow. <laughs> I follow her. I, 
I grab Jeshi invisible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, no. No. yeah. Yeah. Everyone is behind. That's fine. Yeah. No, no. I could do no, I I right 20 you. on perception. Like when she said she was dipping. Uh, and like I just say, it's like, don't make hey. this worse. <laughs> I'm just behind just, Mortimer. I don't know what I'm just makes no forward. sense to me. I follow her. Uh, don't make I'm it gonna, worse. It makes no sense to me. I I'm gonna follow her. Mortimer. I would just never let, let somebody go away. But All right, Jesse. I, I, I telepathically communicate to Zig like this is people are clingy. <laughs> you gotta re you gotta do something about the redhead. I mean seriously. He's got a screw loose or something. It's, <laughs> listen, it's all right if he comes with you. Just don't let him, you know, punch anybody or or, <laughs> or anything like that. Okay, right. we need. This is very important. All, all right. All right. I'm. I noticed Jesse like starting to like look at me. I'm like, just, I'm not trying on. to do anything. I'm literally second nature, just following you. I, I would if if I see you leave, I'm not gonna leave you alone. Okay. So I, if I notice you following me, I will walk. I'm not interested in what you're doing. I don't care. That's cool. I'm still gonna yeah. come over and link arms and be like, just just hang out with me. With for a me? Sec. Yeah, I'm gonna link your thing. Oh, dear. Come on. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Does> everything. <laughs> like if you're gonna be with me, just 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 be with me. Just right here, just for a sec. You guys... she makes red cheeks check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Belrissa, as you link arms with Jeshi, he's like completely flexed and like totally <laughs> tense and he's shaking and he's all sweaty and he's just like, Great. for the first time you notice Jeshi, he's just like, everything's fine, it's fine, it's, we're fine, everything's great, I'm going with you, Belrissa. <laughs> Kira, Kira has, hears this voice like just out of nowhere, he's like, how do these people survive? <laughs> Without even <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> pretending like nothing is weird about that, you know. I really don't know. <laughs> All right, Belrissa, uh, locked arms with Jesse. The buddy system, like the buddy system, straight out of like. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's how we survive? <laughs> you're straight out of Wizard of Oz right now, just like sort of walking. I'm not skipping. <laughs> you're not skipping. Okay. No, we're just. You uh. Walking. You make it across the the sort of it's like a little um, almost like a little market kind of area. You go through the behind a couple of stalls and you come out across the other side. And and um, as you come out of this sort of behind these these areas, you're in what looks to be sort of a central um, courtyard, central area, and you can see that on the on your left hand side there is a huge mansion, big gothic mansion, just beautiful architecture this, this is the type of building that where you grew up Belrissa in Great Haven uh, with the conclave you were in kind of the nicer area like of, of Great Haven the, the, the less utilitarian uh, portion and this is like nothing you've never seen anything like this you're, you're the, the architecture is just stunning and really matches your style I like you it. kind of think to yourself probably um, and as you look over you see Ziggy just rematerialize sort of hovering uh, in front of what looks to be, there's a there's a steel um, fence that wraps around this entire mansion, and he's just sort of hovering, staring inside through the fence, maybe fifty feet away. What, what do you see? Please come over here and and do not get us killed in the process. Okay. Jet, 
I had to go with Jeshi. We're gonna go check something out. Is that cool? You come with me? Okay. Alright. We walk over. You walk over. And you notice, um, Belarissa, what Ziggy, your familiar, is staring at through these, uh, through the steel fence. Beyond the fence, there's a small courtyard before a set of steps rise up to this massive mansion. In the center of the courtyard, there's a fountain, and behind the fountain, kind of facing towards the main gate, is a large stone statue. The statue is probably 12, maybe 15 feet tall, and it is the large figure of what looks to be, it's almost a gargoyle-like figure. Uh, it has these horns that come up out of its head. It's got these large wings coming out of its back. And it's just sort of in this pose of like looking up. And, uh, and it looks like this used to be a majestic fountain, but it's all just sort of decrepit and, and grown over now. And as you see this statue, you immediately remember. You remember what happened down below Great Haven in those catacombs. It all flashes back a flood of memories, whether they were repressed or whether they were gone. This is something that you haven't thought of this in weeks and, and or, or ever. It's confusing. You, you get these, these flashes of power, of a pact, blood. You feel this need this this uh this ten the, this fear that something is owed and you suddenly remember something you haven't thought about since you left you made a pact you didn't just walk out of great haven with your warlock abilities they were in exchange your mind had buried these memories and it comes rushing back you're suddenly filled you, you have as if this situation wasn't terrifying enough this somehow dwarfs it you're standing in the middle of a city surrounded by tens of thousands of undead and that's nothing compared to what you're staring at the memories of the deal you made but the memories are are fragmented why what was the pact what was the deal what do I owe all you can think about is the terror of the entity that you stand before you. And you look over at Ziggy, and the typical casual, you know, hey, everything's all right, you know, this is not a big deal. He's frozen, his eyes are wide, and he's visibly shaking as he hovers in the air. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling right now? Is it Zig? Who, who is that? That, uh, that's the boss. I thought so. Yeah. I did not expect that uh, this is a thing we would run into. Um, and I kind of had the feeling because of the way we were, you know, talking that you did not know about this. I don't know. I just had this feeling that you needed to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is all telepathic. Yeah. You're just, okay. so Jesse, you're just looking and it's a, it's this big, beautiful building and all the undead nearby are frozen. And, uh, you're kind of just standing there watching as Belrissa sweating profusely. You're sweating, and Belrissa suddenly is too. It's not hard to notice. She looks incredibly distraught at whatever she's seeing or 
perfectly normal. Is is he? Does this, does this mean he's here? He is not here. You would uh, you would know, but whoever lives here, uh, I mean, why do they have a statue of him? Mm. That's very weird. Uh, I think we should probably go as soon as possible. Yeah. I, but I thought you you. Uh, 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 Hey, uh, hey, 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 look, hey, look, 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 look. What? What? And, uh, and he, and he, and he flutters down towards you, and he's just sort of, like, hovering in front of you, uh, and you suddenly feel it, Belrissa, you feel the burning as your magical barrier tattoo, the one that you came out of Great Haven with, flares up and begins to burn your skin. Right now it comes up at the wrist, and it works its way up your arm it, you can feel it just sort of just snaking its way across your chest and mm. kind of down mm. your side and and you just you what is what is happening you scream in pain and jeshi uh you notice that and so do all the undead <laughs> the i notice the scream <laughs> really so, oh, you're curdling scream so do all of the undead oh, in like God. a quarter mile radius uh, do we hear it? Yeah, yeah. You sure do. Yeah, are we close enough? Sure oh, do. my God. Uh, Mortimer turns around and just, like, what? Where? Where did she go? I cast command on Belrissa. Okay. Snap. What does it do? You have to make a save. <laughs> You're probably going to make, I oh, think no. it's a 13 wisdom. Six. <laughs> Silence. Belrissa, you you feel compelled suddenly to repress that that scream, and wow. as uh, the rest of you heard Belrissa scream, and you suddenly notice that Jesse and Belrissa are gone, <coughs> and you hear a blood curdling scream from maybe a block over. Is it possible for Kira to make it to the rooftops from where she is? Definitely. Here we'll make a leap to the closest rooftop. Okay. Um, Mortimer looks up at you and and he's he's he has this look up on his face like the situation has suddenly gotten out of control as he's that is not a thing that I would recommend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Belrissa, uh, you are uh, you suddenly you, you're compelled to stop screaming, but the pain does not subside. It's it's mm-hmm. working its way. It's just down your side. You can feel it coming across your chest. And and Jesse, you see that these this white tattoo, which you recognize, it's like this literally ink kind of in the skin, like it like it was on her arm, is, is sort of snaking up in this geometric pattern, like just just outside of uh, the, the the front of her dress. And um, Belrissa, like try and wipe it back, whatever it is. Okay, you, uh, a few moments pass, and the pain begins to subside. What is everybody else doing? Uh, walking towards the scream, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah, like, like, concerned walking, but not running mm-hmm. towards the scream. Looking at Mortimer... Assuming that, any, yeah, Mortimer is, like, also coming along, too. Like, is there any instruction uh, here? Mortimer seems to... Uh, <clears throat> my friend... And he starts speaking real loud. 
like real loud all of a sudden. And you can see it on his face like he's not quite sure about this plan either. But he goes, my friends, this is such a beautiful city. I think we should all just scream at how much we love this place. I just love <laughs> oh, Stillgate. Yeah. I love ah. Stillgate, don't I? We just Still love it here. Best. I do not know if this is going to work, but this is our only chance. You all better scream. Yeah. Screaming is a natural thing we do right here. Uh, Three and- cheers for Stillgate. Stillgate, 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 Stillgate. <laughs> it's not quite working. And you all start to move towards where Belrissa is. Can Kira, can Kira no, see Belrissa from the roof? <clears throat> yes. We're calling Belrissa to us. Like, get back here. Like, uh, Belrissa is folded over on the ground in pain, and Bel- and Jesse, you're just standing there. <laughs> uh, and suddenly, okay. you you hear you hear um, Jesse, you hear, hey uh, hey hey she hey 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 hey, hey. Yeah, yeah you hmm? yeah you hey wake up listen yeah she needs I'm your help focused. let's get her off the ground let's go let's go let's freaking go here let's go come on okay pick you her up her or help, what help. pick her up okay. pick her up uh, I don't you like throw it. her over your shoulder or you kind of like fireman's. Fire, yep. all right. Fire and grabber. I gotta keep. I gotta keep um, my ar- hammer arm open. Got it. You also suddenly you hear a bunch of yelling from your from your friends. Stillgate, Stillgate. Still I run <laughs> unhappily towards the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> An important distinction. <laughs> okay, you you make it back in a. In the a, running is unhappy. In, in a few moments. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. You make it back and and Mortimer Mortimer he goes. Yeah, I sure do love it here. I, this is not going to work. Woo, we need to go, game. go, go. Let's go. And he just breaks into a run, and he starts literally running through the streets. Okay. All right. We're following him. Also he, running. Kira right. takes, uh, keeps pace on the rooftops, looking down through the alleys to make sure that she's not losing everybody. Kira. Thor- Thorcum, between the two of us, we could make all of us invisible I say in a lot of pain no we couldn't no! <laughs> I can't do that <laughs> you uh M- Mortimer has, has is like briskly walking slash jogging and he seems to be second guessing himself as to which which route to take and any 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 dips into into an alley and you're following him and Kira you're following on the rooftops and you're watching as this is happening and basically almost like a wave coming behind you everything you pass starts to wake up and you're keeping ahead of it a little bit but like seconds behind you everything starts to and and they all just start to move in the direction of the disturbance of the dream uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to reach in to my bag of tricks, just chuck chuck an animal behind <laughs> us, hoping that it's a distraction and that they okay a be diversion a diversion. Roll the an- what animal is it? It is a it's a um, it's a diversion a, di- a diversionary animal. It's a four, uh, which is a. Um, you need me to pull it up, or you got it? No, I got it. Okay. I got it right here. All right, a diversionary a Pokemon. Boar. A boar. A poodle. Pumbaa comes boar. back out. Holy yes. yes. Pumbaa. Oh, yes. my gosh. As, as she does that, Musical. I, w- it's I want to use that. It's a pig. And he just starts bowling boar. pins ah. through all the undead that are following you. When and he was a young boar. As she does that, I want to use Druidcraft, like, at the same time to make a really stinky, like, pig smell that follows it. Pumba is just gonna just run circles all over. All I don't know if they can people. smell. But <laughs> we're making it stinky over there. <laughs> when Lynette and I went to uh, Harry Potter World, 
they had the <laughs> extra sensory things where it sprays you with water and stuff. That's what's happening. Yeah, this so is it's five just sense the music. Music. <laughs> Yeah, just spray them with smell. You are rushing through, and and Mortimer picks up the pace. He, he's fast for for his age, uh, and and he dips around a corner, and uh, and you see him as you, as you turn the corner. Um, he pulls out what looks to be a, a small component pouch, and he immediately has a bunch of uh, what looks like sand or some some sort of material. It's hard to tell in, in the in the chaos, but he he starts to draw a circle on the ground, and without looking up, he says, "You need to keep them away from me for a minute while I do this. Do you understand? Keep them away." Uh, and and he starts to, to this is going to take me about a minute, and I need we to all not hear be that? disturbed. Yeah, you're you're all here. Uh, what's everybody doing? Are there two entrances no, no, here, or just one? You're in the middle of an alley, with entrances on both sides. Okay, I unceremoniously dump Belrissa and turn to and run to the back. Okay, to to the to the entrance of this, where we were coming from. I want that edge. Got it. And I'm gonna turn to fourteen and and or wherever Thorcum is and say, "Can you guard the other side?" Uh, Kira will be checking doors to see if there are any unlocked to the buildings most adjacent to them. Uh, all of the doors in the alley that you guys are mm-hmm. in appear to be barred up. There, there's nothing. I mean, you might be able to get in, but they're they're not opening outright. Uh, Kins, what are you up to? I'm uh, splitting with Vin, going on one side. Okay. Assuming that people are going on the other. Got it. And then uh, Thorcom, what are you in fourteen up to? I'm going to stand next to Mortimer, kind of just eyeing what he's doing. Okay. Invisible. Right, you're still invisible. And 14, I assume, is still following uh, with, with yeah, the group. I can give him verbal commands, yeah. Um, okay, so as Mortimer is drawing some sort of magical something or other, it's very unclear what he's doing, and it's a bit messy and frantic, um, but the dead have started to coalesce around the alleyway are they chasing the pig a lot of them did for (laughs) sure the pig the pig diverted a huge amount of of undead in a in a in an other ways direction for sure but i got down (laughs) hotted how did you feel every time can i can i make an arcana check to see what he's doing you sure can yep is this is this alchemic who were the kids no it is not Sorry. Oh, wow. 19. Uh, Mortimer is clearly drawing a teleportation circle, which is something you've seen before. You don't know how to do it, but you recognize it because these things are not uncommon, uh, in, particularly in the old world. He's, uh doesn't take him very long. He's able to create the circle. Uh, it's on cobblestone, so it's a little wonky, and he, he doesn't seem quite sure about it, uh, but he steps back and he mutters the words of a spell and the teleportation circle flares up and all of the dust along the ground just sort of turns into this sort of blue kind of flame that just sort of shoots up and and uh maybe five six inches off the ground is is sort of hovering there and he just looks up at the group kind of frantically and he says we need to make sure none of them come with us but all of you get in the circle right now i'm gonna have 14 pick up belrissa okay Belrissa is still writhing on the ground in some sort of horrible pain. Yeah, all right, let's all go. I grabbed Jesse. 
Like, yeah, at the entrance, as Vin pulls me, I use turn undead. Okay. So everything within 30 feet of me, I think, might run away from me. If it fails, they're safe. Okay. They run away for a minute. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm going to say for the sake of brevity that a large portion of them just, just immediately just look all confused and just turn and, and just some strange fear that doesn't seem to fit the, <laughs> the, the, the bodies themselves. They just sort of immediately turn and, and just start bolting in, in another direction. And, uh, and Ziggy says, <laughs> he says, Hey, listen, uh, I, that was not exactly what I expected, but uh, I appreciate you getting my girl out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. And he says, do you? Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Ow. This cat hurts. This cat is, this cat is so sharp. <laughs> Ziggy's not happy. So sharp. He's like, get me out of here. So you all step onto the teleportation circle and you see uh, Mortimer pulls off of his hat and you can see he's dripping sweat. He's clearly... Uh, is a little more tense, perhaps, maybe than he than he expected. But everyone's here. He mutters a few more words, and everything goes black. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take a five minute intermission. When we get back, we're gonna find out where Mortimer took you, and we're gonna find out who wins the things. Who wins the things? <laughs> Congrats, Madman. <laughs> no, like Madman entered. I don't think so. We're gonna go uh, quick stretch, grab a drink of water. We'll be back in five minutes. See you in a second. As everything goes dark, as the teleportation spell ignites, and you all reappear, and uh, it takes a few moments for your eyes to readjust to the light, and you kind of realize just the general feel and the smell and and just everything that you are actually not very far from where you started. But you appear to be kind of on a, a, you know, a different area of the city, uh, as none of the undead immediately nearby are um, are reacting to your your presence. Though you notice that in the immediate vicinity, kind of around you, as you just appear out of nowhere, some of them have started to, and you can see Mortimer. He takes his hat off. He's by the god. Uh, well, I sure do enjoy being here in this city right now because I think that, oh, hell. And he just pull, pulls out a key and, and he walks over to a door and um, he, uh, he, he he is kind of walking towards this, the side of a building. Is everybody following? Mm-hmm. Hey, him yeah. or I suppose. Yes, I, I picked Belrissa back up. No, 14's ow, carrying ow, Belrissa. Ow. If she's... Okay. 14's carrying her, I think, yeah. Oh, okay. You arrive finally at the servant's entrance of a multiple-story mansion that sits right off the main square. Uh, Mortimer produces a black key and leads the way inside. The servant's entrance opens into a long hallway in the bowels of the manor, with a large kitchen at the far end. He turns 90 degrees immediately, swinging a heavy oak door open on its thick iron hinges to reveal a winding staircase that descends below into the darkness. The base of the twisting stone stairway opens out into a large, comfortable den with couches, cushions, and a well-used fireplace. In every direction, there's more doors, more hallways, more paths into the complex of laboratories, libraries, 
and experimentation chambers that fill this basement level of this mansion. Of particular grandeur and interest in the, is the solarium through the door in the north wall. The copper-banded door leads to a curious chamber made of glass and copper wire. The dome extends from this lower level in the basement up through the mansion to the sky above where you can see that the sun has just set. In the center of the solarium sits a host of scientific equipment that rings two reclining examination chairs, glass, copper, and steel. It's a singular and extravagant chamber whose purpose you can only guess at. Though, the way Mortimer sizes you up, Vinadil, you can imagine one of those reclining physician's tables is probably earmarked for you. Mortimer stands in the kind of the main chamber and just... <sighs> well, <laughs> that was uh, not exactly what I had planned, but here we are. Belrissa, any any kind of... Hushes over to you and you're... Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling right now, Belrissa? I'm, I'm okay. Hey, that that teleportation thing was pretty cool. Why could you not have done that from the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, that. Because... We've uh, avoided this whole mess altogether. That is not something I take lightly using magic like that. And listen to me. Every undead in the city has woken up in response to me using that kind of magic here. We're lucky we got inside. Now... <laughs> where where, where are we? Well, this is, uh... You might call this the closest thing I have to a home. This is my laboratory. This is where I do my work, my studies. You live here? Yeah, uh... I do. Um, that's kind of a long story, but, uh, yeah, you could say that. I live here. What kind of wagon man has a mansion? Well, it's not mine, per se. It's, uh, but it ain't being used by anybody else. And I came across this, and, um, I quite liked the accommodations, if you will. Right. Allows me to do my work in peace, and thanks to the reputation Stillgate has, I'm certainly not disturbed by anyone when I'm doing my work. Mort Mortimer, are you fully alive or, like, mostly alive, like, as far as I know, I'm fully alive. Okay, but just uh, as Benadil mean... will tell you, that uh, that is up for interpretation, depending on your perspective. Uh, but yes, I'm as alive as you are, Belrissa. Which, by the way, um, are you all right? I'm and uh, not... Belrissa, you notice for the first time that your tattoo has extended across most of your torso, and and now everybody else, you see that her white tattoo, the geometric pattern, has come kind of across her chest and sneaking up on her neck a little bit. And Belarissa, you have gained plus one to your AC as your barrier tattoo has expanded in strength. Congratulations. What? Awesome. Yay. Hype. Yeah, I'm, that hurt a lot, but I think I'm okay. I feel stronger. <laughs> well, no. I certainly don't understand, but I'm glad you are feeling better and that we're all alive. Uh, sorry was sorry that about thing? that. What was that statue? Um, it was kind of, I kind of creepy. I mean, it's not an undead, so whatever. It's not powerful, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know its name. Oh, it was kind of neat. I don't know, like it was weird. You screamed pretty loud. I, I still haven't fully recovered in my right ear. 
sorry. Sorry ma, about that. Ma, Ziggy ma, wanted. Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy wanted me to see it, so we went. Oh yeah, no, he's trustworthy. He's <laughs> trustworthy. Mortimer, uh, he steps towards the uh, fireplace and he begins to uh, put together a, a fire and he um, seems to be pretty comfortable here. And after a few moments, he uh, he steps up and he says, So, I suppose I should tell you why I brought you here. There is a lot going on, and um, I appreciate you putting yourself in danger to come all the way here. There are a few things I would like to talk about, but in general, I am here to answer your questions. Thorcum, I'm sure you would like to know a lot about where I came across that little trinket you got there in your hand. The rest of you, Vinadil, I have... Uh, been a bit more cryptic than perhaps is appropriate or, or that I ever wanted to be, but the world is the world is in a difficult situation right now and things can't always be the way they want. I'll drop invisibility in one of the chairs. <laughs> just got his leg up. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of recalling. It's like so, is this the place where we get our answers, finally? It is indeed. Depending on the answers you seek, I will tell you everything I can. Because, for whatever reason, perhaps despite my my instincts, I trust you, I believe. I heard about what you did on Alara's rest, and um, something tells me that I'm back in the right horse, if you know what I mean. Yeah, hey man, that's cool. This is the second time we've met you. Do you mind if I cast a little spell on top of you? <laughs> for, like, for the questions? Yes, 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 yes. He kind of looks at you, raises an eyebrow. Like, cool. What Zone you, of truth. What are you talking about? Zone of truth right on top of him. Boom. Okay. Uh, as you cast Zone of Truth, um, he casually raises an arm, and the spell has no effect. Cast it again. He does it again. Cast it again. Yeah, it, it does not seem to be having any effect. Okay. And he says, Jesse, listen, I understand this is difficult for you, but I will not allow myself to be put under, put in a situation like that. You can either trust me or you're welcome to walk up those stairs and leave. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold you here. <laughs> You owe me nothing and vice versa. You either trust me and I can tell you things. We, we have. <laughs> you just, and as he says this, I was like, walk out. You just teleport us in the middle of an undead city. Is there so a third way? A little bit at your mercy. Eagle airplane. Eagle airlines. Uh, it's fine, man. I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to leave you. I do that to uh, most people that I... I've noticed Don't that about you. I'm about to ask. You're quite cavalier with the way you use those spells. And I, yeah. I understand, but uh, this is going to be a relationship of mutual trust, or uh, or it isn't. That's for we'll y'all to decide. Kira will be poking around some of the tools that are near the reclining examination table, uh, and without looking at Mortimer, just ask... Nobody in particular, but everybody knows it's Mortimer. 
Uh, what is this work you actually do here? Uh, without looking in your direction, he's still kind of looking at the fire as he's trying to get a get a fire going as night has fallen. He says, I'm trying to save the world. I'll walk up to the fireplace and just uh, light it with my druid craft. Um, and as I, and I'll just Ew. like make make a laugh. <laughs> you know, just drop roll, the mic on him. Just... <laughs> roll, roll power move right there. <laughs> Uh, I'll be taking a lap around the room struggling with the matches (laughs) (laughs) boom I'm taking a lap around the room the glasses come on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as I take a lap around the room though after I do that uh, I'm just scanning to see if I see any like papers with words on it that are visible that I could read without having to pick up uh, yeah, make a perception check. Hmm. Okay. It's the sacred LJ. No. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kids right there. Oh no. Well, it was a natural one. I used all my all my swag. All upside down. All my drip in the fire and forgot how to read. Gosh darn it. Uh, yeah, Kins, you don't, you're, you're distracted. Like as, as you, as you go to light the fire with your druid craft, you just look over and you're like, Da-na-na-na-na. and then all of a sudden you realize your sleeve has caught fire too. You're just like, and he just, and he just sort of looks, looks over at you and <laughs> doesn't even just kind of laugh, doesn't even say anything. And that can happen. Now you have okay. smoke in your eyes and you can't see anything. You just perceive nothing. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, Jay. Do I recognize any of the the tools? What they would be used for? Like uh, what... th- there's a lot going on here. Th- so okay. if you can kind of picture this place, it's it's a multi-roomed, almost like um. There, there's there's like a room for where he where it looks like he does some sort of jewel crafting. There's a there's a different sort of part of the workshop that's a little messier with with like more. It looks like maybe a potion kind of area. Um, there's a there's a the main solarium area where there's all sorts of like these weird copper like machines and like wires and stuff like a very like Dr. Frankenstein kind of kind of kind of lab situation going on in there. And um, it looks like like some of the stuff hasn't been touched in a long time. Like he, he's clearly set up shop here and and been doing all manner of different types of, of things. And um, most of the tools Thorcum you recognize, it's not clear what he's doing, but there's there's a lot a lot of stuff here, yeah. Yeah. So I just again hyper focused on 13's Corbett. Can I have an explanation? He walks Where did over. You find this? He walks over to you and he and he takes it in his hand. He says, "This right here uh, is the key to Vinadil's salvation. If you believe it." And he hands it back to you. He says. Uh, I stole that from a man known as the Tinker. And he has the rest of it. He turns and he walks back towards the fire and the fire's now kind of starting to roar thanks to Kins. And, and he puts his hand up on the hearth and he says, The Tinker is 
dangerous fellow down in the steel sands, down in the desert, in the south. He is what you might think of as a mad scientist. He's performing experiments, generally with machines, constructs, things of that nature. He's, he's brought all manner of strange machine to life. He's created his... Uh, he, he's been building what I can only describe as an army of machines. And he's filling them with souls. And... For the first time, for pretty much everybody... Thorkum is visibly disturbed by what has been just stated. Like, he's not even... And you chose to do the same thing. I knew that that would make you very uncomfortable and perhaps put our relationship off on the wrong foot. And I would like the opportunity to explain myself before you Do you know the dangers? When I first found out about the Tinker, I didn't believe that he could do what he claimed. I am something of an expert on death. I know a thing or two. At least I like to think myself that. And the things this man claimed to be able to do, I knew to be impossible. So I brushed it off. I didn't didn't think much of it. He's been paying good money for couple years now to any wagon men, any salvagers, anybody who comes across parts, any old war forged, any machinery of any kind, you bring it down to the tinker, you get paid real good. And uh, I just thought he was another crazy person, lost his mind, you know. But then I started to hear stories, and I started to do a little digging. Went down there myself, and I'd seen it. And... It's real. I knew then that whatever this whatever this guy had planned was was not gonna be not gonna be good. The Does stories, he have a name? Other than the tinker? Who is he? Did you see him? I did not get a direct look at him. He hides some sort of pyramid where his main lab is. But I did manage to sneak inside. And I took that part. And I made it out. Not without being seen, unfortunately. It was then that I knew I couldn't come back to Portsmouth because I was being followed. So I met up with Jeep, gave him that part. I had a feeling he would be pursued as well. And uh, I'm assuming you told him about the situation with Jeep, or did you not? Yeah. Were those men I would have... Were those men with the Tinkerer? I don't know for sure, but I would assume so. And just side note, Thorkum, this is the first I'm hearing about... What did you say? Does he know the repercussions? The the side effects? What what was the phrase? I'll kind of look at Vinny. And I'll look back at Mortimer. Do you want to explain? Do you know what you've done? Do you know what this person is doing? 
I do know what this person is doing, and that's why I have endeavored to end it, to stop it. Now, there's, there are multiple threads coming together here that you need to understand. Vinadil, his spirit was not going to endure. The spirit wins. Outside of Stillgate, they ravage. He had a strong bond to your group, which is what prevented him from turning. But when his body was gone, he was not going to last. He would not have been able to prevent that. And I saw this as a solution to keep his spirit safe while we come up with a longer-term solution, which I do have. The other thing I needed to understand, however, was what the Tinker is doing is he is placing fragmented, broken souls into those machines, and that's why they, they go haywire. They're mad. They're dangerous. They can't be controlled, but, but barely. But what he's been attempting to do with your old guardian is completely different. He's been searching for it. He's been searching for the city. Sans Splendor. He wants nothing greater than those secrets. He's been offering money for years. Any information about what happened to that city and that lost art. Lost art of the artificers. How to create those steel defenders. How to create what you got right there. And when that man finds out what you got. All eyes on you, son. I need to know. How did you know. find me? He says, uh, when you reached Portsmouth, it didn't take long for word to get around that, well, that there was a man with what you got. You might say I've been keeping an ear open. What the Tinker's trying to do, he's trying to, it's difficult to explain. He has come up with a way, something to do with the, the magic of the place where his lab is. He can take the fractured souls of the undead and he can, instead of letting them turn, he can bring them into his machines, but he can't fully control them. They don't have... They don't have as much strength as they would if they were complete. I needed to know if it was possible. I needed a strong spirit. I had considered Wren, but she's just too sweet of a girl. I couldn't do that. But when Vinadil was there, I, I figured with what you I knew did, might happen. You didn't think to ask or tell me or what? I... Well... You just blew dust in my face, put me in this thing, and left. I probably could have been more tactful with that. I, I respect that. I, I try to hit him. I with have, my fist, like with my robot fist. I have fourteen. <laughs> deflect it, and then I'm going to speak directly to Ven. This is the second time. Control yourself. I not have a knife. It's just my fist, Vinny. <laughs> Oh, this is the danger. Here we'll this look is at the Mortimer side effect. And ask. So you're trying to put Vinadil, who's currently in a robot, into another different robot? No, no, no. I mean, if Vinadil wants to remain in a robot, he is going to slowly go insane. He might have started to realize that 
you might have noticed you have these tendencies from time to time where you feel more aggressive, you feel perhaps not quite yourself, and that is only going to deteriorate further. This body is not meant to contain your spirit. Though I do have to commend you, your spirit has been strong. It, it has endured what many would not. That is why you're here with us now. I mean, Finn's always been a little insane. I mean, nothing's been that much out of the normal. There's a side in my head that's like, hmm, I hadn't really noticed any difference. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I cast protection from evil and good on myself. (laughs) So, uh, Kins is getting... I was going to say, that has to be your last spell slot. (laughs) Yeah, I did three... Yeah, Zone did. of truths. Kins is getting very like uh, deja vu from when she was talking to the hags. So I would like to insight check what is being said to, about Vin. Yeah, go. Insight check. All right, 20. Dirty 20. <laughs> he seems uh, he, he seems completely relaxed, borderline vulnerable. You know, there, mm. there's no deception that you can sense whatsoever. He's uh, he's almost pleading with you as he's uh, as he's talking. You can see he feels bad about what he did to Vinadil a little bit. You know, he, he's kind of like he recognizes that that was kind of a messed up thing to do. Um, but he's but he kind of turns, you know, and, he, and he's kind of looking away from you all as he says this. And he says, "You all have to understand. There's there are big things." at play here the tinker is a danger he is he is he's a maniac he, he he is a man bent on gods know what kind of destruction yeah why why is but, why is he making this this crazy robot army uh the tinker he says uh crazy ghost robot army. ghost fractured soul robot army that's right Alternative lives. Not alternative alive. No, these no, are no. definitely Different. twisted Frag- dead. Yeah. This is the fourth way. <laughs> oh. He says, these, uh, are, these are the twisted souls. He sa- he looks at you, Boris. He says, I don't know. I don't know why he's doing that. But what I do know is that he is perverting those spirits that, with the gate blocked as it is, the spirits that can't move on are lost. The the winds they carry them, they uh, it's chaotic. They're fragmented. And hey, what do you know about the gate? Yeah. Also, how do you see dead people? Also, what gate? Is it still gate? <laughs> you have asked me a lot of questions in a very short <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> and I'd know you were telling the truth if you would have just let me. Uh. He says, uh, I know a great deal about death. I have studied it. You said that already. (laughs) And that includes, that includes the gate. Normally when a soul dies, they pass through the gate into the other, well, you might say into the, to the afterlife, whatever your religion tells you that is. But right now. Confirm that. That sounds authentic. (laughs) <laughs> thank you robot on the trajectory of insanity okay it's gonna be okay he says 
The gate itself is more of a, a metaphor, an allegory. The, the gate represents a conduit for which divine energy flows. The energy from the gods flowing in our direction. And the spirits and souls of the dead, the way they pass on in that direction. That gate is blocked right now. And that is why the gods, or what's left of them, cannot communicate the way they once did. That is why the dead do not pass the way they should, and that is why the world is ravaged by the effect of that. When souls cannot pass through the gate, they become fractured. A strong connection to a place or perhaps a group of friends might keep one whole for a time. Yeah, but like Vin said, he actually saw it, so how could it be like a metaphor, an allegory? I don't understand. You saw the gate? When you were... Yeah, I also saw the gate, and Kins also saw the gate. I would like to hear The that. real gate. It, it's a very real gate with a very real purse. person blocking it. I mean, I, I figured maybe you had died too, because everything you're saying is what I experienced. And then my Divine sense. soul came back. <laughs> yeah, I am saying nothing to this oh, to guy right now. We need to see if he's dead. Is he dead? Is this guy undead? No, he's not dead. He's not undead. <laughs> no, Ben, he didn't die. He didn't die. You died. You died. <laughs> You're like a pink. Ben, you died. You're dead That's right what now. Jesse's I'm, I'm... It's you a remember? different kind of living. You remember it? I do remember it. I never stopped remembering. It sucked pretty bad. I've do you do you tell him kind of what you saw, or, or are you just leaving him with that kind of like half, half thing? Um, I I mean I started talking as if he has seen it too because he's describing it so much like it was. Like when were you there? That is exactly what happened when I died, and then I returned, but not like those monsters. Like something else. <laughs> As they're talking about this, I'm going to take the Hearthstone out of the bag of holding and mm. toss it at uh, Mortimer. And um, let's get back on track on things we can actually do. And Wait, what did do you, you just toss to him? Uh, the Hearthstone. The, heart the Demon Snake Stone. No, no. <laughs> it's uh, it's wow. the object. It's the object we got from the Oh, house. it's a switch. No. Yeah, okay. yeah for that. Came like, out of Constance. I've noticed you oh, have. Oh, the thing in your in your dad's thing? Okay. No. Yeah. Something mm -hmm. like that? Okay. No. <laughs> uh, I noticed you have alchemical supplies. I had nothing. Can Is there a way you can pervert, preserve Vin's body? And I just point at the bag of holding. <laughs> Shake it a bit. <laughs> well, you said the bag was preserving him. Jerky and then I'll just like look at Barossa and look back at Mortimer. <laughs> then you're not that is what be... he said. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Truth or some... You did inside check me. <laughs> mm. uh, he, he says, <laughs> he says, uh, the spirit winds do not blow in Stillgate. It's part of the effect of what's going on here. Vinadil's body will not decay. You can leave it here safely until we find the solution we need. My granny. I would recommend doing that. 
Maya find a place to put Vin. used to tell me these stories of like super powerful clerics in our in our clan and they would literally like didn't matter if the body was destroyed they would just be like Pew. I always thought it was made up though but it was a good story he says that magic is not as uncommon as you might think however Ooh. do I believe him since the plague about 50% of the time when you raise a body that way it will come back infected mm. that is why that magic has not been used it's a high percentage That's what if it comes back infected of... and then you destroy it and then you cast the spell again oh try because that would be oh you have it hold on let me crunch the numbers <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing Jesse can do. Yeah. He says, uh, if you can believe it or not, that you're not the first to think of that, and it has been tried. And it, That person was a genius. It is as if the soul itself is what contracted the disease. The, the body, it will come back again and again. And that I is... try to cast protection from evil and good on myself, even though I can't. <laughs> uh, Mortimer, you've studied death a lot. Uh, I have I have a couple questions. One is, how certain are you that it's the gates being closed and not some other thing that is causing the chaos in this world? How certain are you that it's the gate? He turns for a second and he and he paces a little, pondering your question. And he says. Uh, He says, the old legends, they describe a great evil, kind of the, the, the classic stories, the, the ultimate evil, you know, the, 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 that, that, the, the, the complete essence of, of darkness and evil and how it wants to, to take over all living things. You've all heard the story. And there is a being of light which opposes that and that is uh, the, the gods they, they come together and and they oppose this thing the conduit what I have discovered through my research is that this being is I, I don't really have the words to describe it but it is as if it is trying to come into this world it is trying to it, it has been trying to do that for, for a great long time, and the gods have been opposing that force, and that is something that has existed for millennia, for long before any of us existed. But re the magic that has caused the plague in the last century or so, that has been introduced by something else, something that is is not of this there is a, a different being some sort of different power that has introduced itself to the equation and I believe that is what has blocked or is preventing the movement through the gate through the conduit it's uh like to edge next to Kira and just ask her, like, 
this making any sense to you? Uh, Kira has had her back to this conversation, still kind of looking over these work tables, these scientific tables. Um, and she feels Jesse there. <clears throat> uh, the hood has is still up on the uh, cloak of Elvenkind. Um, and she is desperately trying to mask an overexertion of emotion about hearing all of these things. Uh, and uh, with her back to everyone, and, and maybe this is more perceptible to Jesse, given that he's so close to her, uh, she will be choking back something and, and say, <laughs> can you bring him back? You're saying that to me? Mortimer? Who, me? Saying that to the room, but yes, it's to Mortimer. He, uh, he seems to look over and, and kind of notice what's going on with Kira. And he says, um, I believe I have found a way. But it's dangerous. I've studied for years, a long time, to find a way. I too have a loved one whom I wish to return. And although I possess the abilities that should enable me to do that, I cannot. And it has been the focus of my life to change that fact. For a great many years, the world has spiraled in a long death. Just decline gets worse every year. Until very recently, I heard a story about a group who defied that trend. They decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands, do the right thing, make a change. And I have to admit, I was inspired, and I came a-looking. What's happening on Alara's Rest, those hags you spoke about? When the gods became blocked from the world, it created vacuums all over the place. The tree of Alara is a place of power. And it ain't the only one. There are other beings out there just like them hags doing the same thing. And unfortunately... Exactly. That pyramid that the Tinkers found himself shacked up in building his robot army. He's not there by accident. So... So what do we need to do different than what you've tried before? Why do you think it's going to work now? I believe the key to all of this is what Thorcum's done right over there. And as he says this, I unceremoniously turn the bag of holding inside out. And you hear, you just see all the contents apparate and like fall to the floor. Including Vinadil's body. Oh. Just plop <laughs> Oh, a tiny bit. Uh, I move. I move up to the body and I organize it. I'm gonna reach up and put it on one of the chairs. I continue organizing it so it's straightened, eyes closed. Kira didn't know there was a body in that bag and looks down and 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 and, and the emotion is completely gone and now she's changing. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was. Uh... An unexpected like, turn. That's, that's Vin. 
His fleshy fleshy He's got his body. The in real a... one. The real one. <laughs> I reversed the bag again. Well, how are we gonna and... put him back if we don't bring him with us? Kira, in your in your opinion. Oh, you're back. You've been dragging him through the the flood and the and the and the tsunami. Hey, Thorcum did it. In your opinion, which one of these two things is more of an abomination? This dead corpse or this live robot? <laughs> Who are you asking? Pick one. Kira. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it. She looks at the corpse. It's the. It's the. I mean, I guess it would be nice to have him the back robot. in the flesh, wouldn't it? No. Okay. Okay. So he's not clanking around like yeah, you know. He's not. You're very, out there. It is a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Smacks in the wall. Sounds like you've dropped the dishes. They're all just talking about him right in front of him. <laughs> ben, you're just standing there. Oh, he doesn't like... have feelings. Also, <laughs> he's gonna go crazy apparently if we keep yeah. him in there. So. <sighs> Yeah, remember that one undead that licked you in the arm and your eagle, like, what? Yeah, that's him right there. If he had a tongue, he doesn't have a tongue. I looked. Even the Tin Man had a heart, but it doesn't mean he can do a back handspring, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no tongue. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It weirds me out. Gives me the skeeves. Anyway. Back to Belrissa's very pertinent question. What is going to make this different? He says, uh... uh well, that is where this very interesting machine comes into play. And he, and he walks into the solarium, kind of expecting you guys to follow him. Assuming you do. He, he, uh, he says, After many years of study and not a small amount of experimentation, I'm quite confident that I can put your body... Back, well, put your spirit back into your body, I suppose you could say. But to do that, there's a handful of things I need. Just so happens that heart stone that you found is a key component to this magic working. The other thing I need, and he points at Thorcum, is the rest of that. That is one part of the energy core of your old guardian. We gonna need all of it. We need somewhere to store the energy so that we can complete the transference. I believe if we can put these pieces together, that we can get Vinadil back whole again without risking his spirit contracting that disease. Because once it does, it's over. And I figure if by doing that, we can take out that Tinker fellow while we're at it, and we've done the world a bit of good. You say we. Does that mean you're going to go with us to the Tinker? Unfortunately, I cannot. In fact, I have another idea that I believe Kira here might be able to help me with. I believe if y'all can head south into the Steel Sand Desert, take care of this tinker, retrieve those parts that I know Thorcum is dead set on retrieving anyway. Kira and I can head off the opposite direction and do a bit of good on our own. Whatever it takes, I'll go with you. And the, I, I look Mortar in, in the face and as I'm kind of stowing the stuff on the ground back in my bag of holding. And 
why do you need 13s, core? And I'd snap my fingers and, and 14s plates just pop up and there's a core there. It is true we could use 14's core but it would destroy him and I don't think that's what you want. With Sansplendar gone it's well it's up to you but I cannot guarantee that you'll ever be able to bring him back. Would you be willing to lose your guardian to save your friend? 13 score? No, 14 No, score. 14 is what he's referring to. I can rebuild the garden. That's 14. But 13 I cannot. If you're saying it's going to destroy 13 score. No, he's going to have to be another way. No, he, he's basically saying that if you were to use 14 in this way, you would not be able to rebuild him, is what he's suggesting. 13's core is already destroyed and sort of needs to be put back together with these parts to complete this, whatever this ritual is. I'll look at the 13's core and I'll look at 14. And he, I'd rather have he interrupts. Vinny's full body back. He, he, he interrupts as you're saying that <laughs> and, he, and he says he says the core is just a part of what we need. I believe that the Tinker has more of these parts that you seek. And part of the reason I did that experiment with poor Vinadil, and I, I do apologize for that, though you seem to be getting along fine, by the way. I needed to know for sure if this would work. I needed to, I needed to understand if the Tinker was gonna be able to do what he's trying to do and when it, it worked when it worked I I realized that I might need to move up my timeline so to speak I realized that the danger was more a bit more urgent than perhaps I'd given it credit for and that's why I had to leave so quickly there are there are always other ways there's always a third way as you know well but one way or another, we gotta head south. If that's not something you're interested in doing, then Kira and I are gonna head that way right now. Y'all can head back home. Sorry for wasting your time. I put 13's core, the piece of the core back in the bag of holding, and I don't completely understand his explanation. Um, 13 is different than 14 in the fact that 13 was autonomous. Um, you also get the Are you sense... saying this out loud? I'm saying it to Jay. I'm trying to, like, yeah, this is what my okay, so I'm not okay. saying this. No, no. Thorkum, good, good, you, good. you're totally right to say that because a couple of things. One, you can tell he doesn't fully understand it. 
because nobody does except for the dwarves of Sansplendar and the ancient artificers, which you are essentially the last of. Uh, the the things you can do are not common. You know, you recall the boy kind of saying, "Hey, how do I? Like, how, I want to learn how to do that." And your response was, "This is a forbidden art. You know, you can't. This is not something you can learn how to do." And uh, even Mortimer seems to recognize and understand that. In particular, this this guy, the tinker he's described, is paying basically top dollar. He's got a whole sort of uh, network of salvagers and mercenaries out there looking for any artifacts or information related to your city and that lost art because uh, he seems to recognize how, how powerful it is. So I will say... Yeah. One of my, I will say the next thing out loud. It's like, you said this pyramid is a place of power. Yes? I believe it is, yes. So you used your magic to infuse Vinny into this uh, former automaton. You would need to come with us. I don't think you need the core. I think you need the power to make this work. How far can you teleport? He, uh, he says, scratches his head. For reasons it's difficult for me to understand, it is not advisable that I use magic like that. I did it in that circumstance because well, you can imagine what may have happened if I hadn't. But it's he kind of falters a little bit in his speech and he says it's not something I can do easily and it has a tendency to go very badly. Let's just say that. Okay, well, I'm not sure if I believe any of this, but that was cool. That was a good story. <laughs> Just kind of shake my head at Jesse. Thorcom, I will follow you, but you should know. I don't know if this guy was telling the truth. Do you think he is? I'll just look at Jesse. The okay. truth is, and I'll take 13's core out, is this is all I care about right now. I hope okay. we can get Vin back, but then I'll pocket it again. What does my body look like <laughs> as we took it out and set it down? It doesn't look Locked all that it. different from the, the, the bodies out in the streets of Stillgate, which... <laughs> Super pale and gross. Oh, okay. That's not. Oh, then we can put makeup on you. It's fine. I poke uh, it. Like, does it ooze at all, or is it pretty solid? No, it's not. It's not decaying anymore. It's no. all good. Just it's don't preserved. touch it. Don't touch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like some ice on it, or maybe. Mortimer uh, speaks up, and um, he's gone back to kind of gazing at the fire, and he says. We do not cut the threads. 
This is the way it has to be. If you're not the ones I thought you were, then I'll do my best to get you back to safety and I will no longer what? take up any of your time. What, what does I'm that going. mean? We do not cut <laughs> the threads. Yeah. That's what What's-His-Face said, You're too. the second we, person we that said that, that to us. Yeah. <laughs> who said that? Wait, before? who said that? The was... giant. Oh, yeah. The giant. What is in the threads? The threads, yeah. Yeah, Figper told us we don't cut the threads. What does that mean? What are the threads? I don't know, man. I've made a couple of different shirts, and like usually, you've made shirts. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean, you have to make everything. Is it true? What if? if, I mean, what if the threads have already been cut? What if this thing that's stopping, like? We don't even know what the threads are. I don't know. I know, but there's a lot of stuff. Is this another one of those allegories? Oh, yeah, it's a a riddle. Weird, man. Hmm. Let's focus on one thing at a time. And can you show us the way out, at least, if you can't teleport us there? Can we sleep here? We got to sleep here. Yeah, like we got to go out (sighs) in the daytime. We can't leave now. Because I'd like to wake up tomorrow and cast Zone of Truth on you a couple times. No, in this dungeon (laughs) by the fire, the lab. Yeah, also, you... wait, what exactly do we need to get from this guy again? Just the core? Or core plus things? The parts? What parts? Multiple parts, yeah, that's a We're good question. We're basically taking everything he has and stuffing it in the bag of holding. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. How big do you think this thing is? I don't know. I mean, my body's not anymore. What, so it can merge with your flesh body and no, you now have two here. ghost robot bins? My body's staying here. It's sitting in this room, safe and sound. Oh, really? Until we can come back and fix okay, that me. that makes me more comfortable. All right. After we rest here, can you get us on our way, Mortimer? Also, shop, shopping list. Like, what do, we, what do we need? What? What are we getting? Is what do we on? need? We need the mission. What are, clearly stated. What are we doing? <laughs> All the mission you what guys need. What is the quest need? objective? Are you, right no, are you, objective you guys need like, to worry about south, like, the tinker and... Tinkerer. Like, <laughs> uh, like Vin getting Vin back, like the everything else. I'm not gonna say. Wait, are you not coming with us? You're coming with us, Thorcom. So you need to be privy to the plan. So well, like, which looking for thirteenth part. He knows what he's looking for. He's not. Yeah. Just, he's just not gonna tell us. Is the core uh, complete? So bu- bullet points, right? Just so we can mm-hmm. we can move through this. Okay. There's this guy in the south in the south desert, Steel Sands Desert, yes. known as the Tinker. guy. He's the guy who sent. He, he's been sending people all over the place looking for parts and old constructs, old warforged bodies, anything he can find. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who hired those thugs that Kira was chasing that went after Jeep. We're trying to get the part back that uh, Mortimer stole from him, which is the part of, of 13, which is the old guardian. Now those guardians are, are of Dwarven make from the city of San Splendar, the city that... Uh, Thorcum is originally from. He is looking for any trace of what happened to that city or any of the particularly the parts of these old uh, defenders like like 14 is and like 13 is the, the old guardian. Because of all that he has presumably the parts of 13 which is something Thorcum has been looking for kind of desperately. And uh, Mortimer was able to steal that to sort of prove that out and he's basically asked you to go south and get rid of this guy take care of him and while you're down there retrieve whatever parts of 13 you wish to to take 
what he need what he needs to help Vinadil is the core, the rest of the core of thirteen. And if you're able to bring that back, then he believes he can resurrect Vinadil back into his original body without risking his spirit contracting the plague. Okay, so he only needs the core. Yeah. He seemed he suggested that there's more of the 13 parts down there, which Thorcum knows he can utilize for all sorts of interesting things. So that would be something that he'd want to get to. But what the actual thing that Mortimer has asked you to retrieve is the core. Yeah, listen, Mortimer, I understood almost none of that. And I'm pretty sure you also didn't understand any of the things you said. So let's get a couple of things clear. One, if we go down there, it's because Thorcum wants to go down there. Two, if we come back here and Kira is in trouble, I'm going to kill you. And I'm not going to let you come back as an undead. So, you Have know, I done something also, to offend you? Yes, you counterspelled my zone of truth three times. <laughs> Twice would have been a coincidence. Three times, shame on me. Am I right? I suppose I can't fault you for not trusting me. But Thank you. I can assure you I mean you no harm. I've uh, brought you here because I believe that you all are willing to do the right thing. If I'm mistaken, then we can go our separate ways. That's no skin off my back. Not a bet. Not a matter of the right thing. Matter of the honest thing. If I Don't. could cast Zone of Truth on myself, you would have believed me. He just kind of like, like furrows his brow and <laughs> looks, looks back at the, the rest of the group like. <laughs> I'm going to try that later. Uh, <laughs> Kira will undo her brooch, let her cape fall into her bag, sit down on the nearest chair and uh, and kind of concede, so to speak. It. Right then. Sleep. Tell me what's next. He says, uh, well, what's next is we need to spend the night. There's no going outside here and still gate at dark. Whatever magic is here, which is a story for another day, is, uh, well, at night, it lifts, and the city goes about its business. Once that sun's set, people here, they move around as if they were still alive. They go about their day-to-day business. They... They shop at the stalls, they do the laundry, they go to work, they go to school. And when the sun comes back, they stop again. And there's no going outside at night, unless you want to die a swift death. All those rumors about Stillgate that you've heard, that's because people come in here, they see that this city ain't as ruined as it's told. Come in here, try to loot, pillage. They never come out again. Um, Any danger of my body starting to move at night? (laughs) Yes. You're dead. (laughs) We got to take his batteries out. No, not not this thing. (laughs) The the body, do we need to strap it to the table? He says, uh, the undead that you encounter out in the wilds, when you destroy one of them, that soul is released. 
and finds its way. The spirit winds will carry it. The souls here, they're trapped. They don't leave. The spirit winds do not blow. Your spirit is safe in that body. That's why I put it there. Your body's going to be just fine. There are no errant spirits here. Your body's going to lay right where it stays until you come back for it. Okay. Well, I don't sleep still. Apparently, dying takes away your need to sleep. So I'm just going to go like low power oh, mode. God, I'm not going <laughs> to sleep tonight. <laughs> low power mode. I mean, I don't sleep. That's he like he a also Warford says, uh, like I just, I just, he, yeah, stand there and watch. <laughs> he basically says like he's he, he's an open book like he's if you have questions about the city about any about wagon men about literally I, mean, anything, do, I have so, so many questions we should not keep watch should we take watch while we sleep? i'm gonna be awake the whole night i'm on i can watch the whole night yeah, that's why we should keep watching. <laughs> Joshi, you also need a rest, Joshi. Ziggy can right. watch with you. Uh, Let's keep no, me, and good, Ziggy, good. me and Ziggy, what could go wrong? I don't feel good. How, how come them up there are not like what's out there? It's a field of dreams situation. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. It's your brains. <laughs> <laughs> he says there's a magic here that holds everything in some kind of stasis I have searched for some clues some understanding as to how it came to be when I first came here and I yeah, well took took a little while took a bit of risk to understand how to move around safely but I was able to move through the city and do some research and, and look around and I've tried to understand the nature of what happened here but I have not been able to completely ascertain but what I do know is that sometimes at random but almost certainly at night when the sun sets the spell seems to the dream state that these souls are in seems to relax a bit and they go about their business. It's as if they maintain this this idea that they're still alive, you know. And if you're if you interrupt that, if you uh, if they sense that something is happening that was not happening before, they get very uh, they get upset, and that's when things can go real bad. As for the magic and, and what caused it, that's not something I've discovered yet. However, that's part of what you and I are going to look into. Understood. So this place we're going, you said it's a desert. Uh, is, is there anything we should know about the landscape? Like, is there water? Uh, is it just sand? Is there anything you know about it? Sure, yeah. Steel Sands is a white sand desert. It's uh, used to be the, the, there's a scrolling through my notes here. <laughs> Find some details about some things for you. <clears throat> the entire area was originally 
place where God known as Parasenius, God of discovery and craft, he originally built a temple there, and around that temple was a number of different areas that, that came up. There's a, a river that runs right nearby known as a Thestris. You can meet that river from the coast. In fact, if y'all wanted to head back to Portsmouth and take a ship, it would be about the same amount of time for you to travel that way. It really is up to you. You can travel south on foot through the Thorn Valley and then into the desert, or head back to Portsmouth, find yourself a ship, travel down the coast and up the Thestris, and you'll be able to make about the same time. Which way is safer? Not getting on a damn boat. <laughs> No, we should take the boat. The, hey, I've you can never fly seen on any undead. Eagle. Fly on the there. eagle. I'll take undead. Over what? And just like seasickness. <laughs> he says, uh, "Look at this thing. It's a dead robot." <laughs> he says, "The area where the tinker is, it's a, uh, it's almost tropical. There's uh, around the river. You've got." You've got trees, you've got different oases around, and it's a bit nicer than traversing the desert itself, but to get there by foot, you will have to go through the desert. But, you'll be alright. Obviously not coming, but the footpath sounds more interesting to me from a viewer's perspective. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. The last time we were on the water, I guess it was two times ago, there was like a pirate, I threw an axe at Vin. It was crazy. Yeah, there was a giant squid thing. Doing that, that again. Uh, yeah, the water's also, pretty dangerous. Remember, Ziggy was on a boat. He was. Well, and the giant crab things tried to eat us when we went to the island. Remember that? Like, the water isn't exactly yeah. a Do wonder you remember land. remember that? And it's there's just, that I, group of pirates you guys pissed off. I remember that. Oh, the yeah, you know, I you've know you've got sea monsters and pirates, or you've got, you know, yeah. white sand desert on foot. It's Yeah. I think Cobb would take us out again, right? Cobb and Velma? Yeah. No, I'm not riding that's barely a barely a canoe. Okay, as the <laughs> night is winding down. Yes. I would like to ask Mortimer two more questions. First is to Jesse's recollection, an exact replica of the ethical question about Vin being trapped. <laughs> so the, the thing from the mirror. So I ask him the same thing I asked Rogbard. Mm-hmm. I asked to this Mortimer guy. And the second question that I ask him is, does he know whose house this is? Can you clarify the first question? Like, what are you? Yeah, yeah. Saying? When we were in Raikkonen's house, yeah. and there were those ethical things in the mirror, mm-hmm. and there was the scenario of Vin's body being trapped, triggered a hidden trap, and he's wedged, and the water was rising. And, like you couldn't get him out. So yeah. I asked Rogbard the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna ask this guy that same okay. thing. But does Jesse remember the details of verbal? No, it could or... be odd. Are <laughs> you get a little? I have, I have notes, uh, so I'm he... literally reading from my book. Yeah. but he, uh, no promises. He perks up for the first time. You know, it's it, the night has dragged on. It's getting it's getting late at this point. But but he here, actually... I'll tell. I'll uh, let me ask him. All right. This is Jesse's recollection. 
This will tell you how bad Jeff's memory is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so say there's a cliff, and in the cliff there's like a crevice, crevasse, I'm saying. <laughs> and in that crevasse, yeah, for some reason, is Vinadil's body. That one. You see it? it smells a little? Boom, wedged in there. I think there's like some reason why like i don't know you can't save him it's imp do you kill vin or not <laughs> oh i feel like it came right out of left field yeah. <laughs> jesse clearly has a headache from trying to remember uh the look, details of this you riddle. can't that was... leave look other people would die you can't just like leave him there but he'll die, so you have to pull him out. If you don't pull him out, then like he'll die, and if you do pull him out, then I guess you die. You, I don't know. You hear? You hear? <sighs> you know, I told you. I, I mean, this guy's literally, literally. Ziggy, shut up. He's gonna. <laughs> he's <laughs> gonna <laughs> hurt himself. You gotta stop him from thinking uh, so hard. Is important. <laughs> Listen, Jesse's hey. a dwarf. <laughs> That's correct. Great. Yes, this okay. Kira, who is very tall, will uh, go and 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 kind of just because we're standing next to each other, we'll just kind of like like the creepy vampire lady in Resident Evil Eight, just like slowly pull your tiny body in a little bit and just kind of like just give you some, just give you some, some warm embrace. Just pat him on the head. Yeah, it's a nice cloak. It's, it's warm. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. It's the warm visual is the best. Very safe. Like a but I mean to ask dog. you, Mortimer, is it is not okay? To sacrifice in the name of some unknown future. He he looks My at you. My question, Jesse, is would you do it? He he looks at you and he says And he takes a few steps closer and uh kind of locks eye contact with you and he says So you found my mirror. Raikkonen? And that's in the world where we're going to end tonight's <laughs> session. No. What? No, I am not okay. <laughs> I had it in my notes. I had it in my notes. I don't even know what's happening. My I mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> episode three. Go watch episode okay. three. Episode three. That's why he knows about the gate. I don't know, man. He oh, didn't God. take Zone of Truth. It's not him. <laughs> it is very Jesse's very so sus. bent about that. I love it. And why he's trying to bring someone back. <sighs> I don't like right. it. Oh man. Uh, total character break that I realized I didn't deliver this line right. When I when I had that moment where I asked, Can you bring him back? I realized that to you all that probably meant I was thinking talking about Vinadil. I was Oh, not. I thought you were no, talking no, about no, someone else. I, I didn't think you were else. talking about Vin just at all. To be yeah. clear, that was we meant were, to yeah. be very obvious that no, I was Vin is just a meat. I did Kira, not think you meant Vinadil. Kira <laughs> developed this very strong bond with Vin. So much so that you got emotional about it. Not so much. <laughs> his body is decaying. Body's so handsome. Can you bring him back? <laughs> hey, see, so we're gonna get the love story one day. <laughs> one way or the other, we're gonna make Jay do a romance scene. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> no, it's odd. I think that your decaying body actually smells better than the one covered in the cat piss from earlier. That was in the, the cat piss was still worse. <laughs> oh man! All right, awesome. So. <laughs> Is Mortimer Raikkonen 
What's uh, going on here? We'll find out next week on episode 14 of The Long Death. Thank you, everybody, very much for hanging out with us. Thank you, uh, Teej. Awesome, thanks, man. Teej. We love having you here. Thanks, everybody. We're going to hit this raid. And I'm not going to cut off my voice this time like I do every t- every time. But I'm going to say, good luck with your bad plans. 